Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mike Busey, and welcome to the Mike Busey Show. I'm joined by the amazing, wonderful, talented friend of mine, Miguel Colon Jr. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. I'm happy to be back to this, Mike. Well, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I have been away for six years now. I haven't been broadcasting uh, no like regular live show. I haven't been doing a podcast six years. And me and you uh, were co-host for several years together on a show. It was uh, the Mike Busey uh, live train wreck radio show. It was it was my introduction to the broadcasting world, and uh, it couldn't have been a better way to start the game. It was like, hey, uh, we've broadcasted from my house, the Sausage Castle, so much. Let's take it abroad. And we convinced uh, legendary uh, brand comedy club, the Improv. Orlando Improv, yeah. So we were going every single Sunday live from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. on the East Coast. And we did that for many years yeah and then we um some would call this a, a downgrade some people would call it upgrade then we're like hey let's do this at a strip club so we did it at a really really fancy establishment and here in central florida called rachel's it's like a steakhouse gentleman's club and that was the best of times and the worst of times i can still taste the cheap shitty cherry vodka they gave us and the abundance of Shitty pizza and fried foods. Yeah. And at the time when you started broadcasting from Rachel's, my next door neighbor was constantly, constantly telling me about you. And he was like, hey, my next door neighbor was a lawyer, Scott Herman, who's your lawyer. And at the time was your whole crew's lawyer. And he was constantly telling me about this guy, Mike, this guy, Mike. And just our paths crossed because I was doing comedy at the time, still doing comedy now. And a comedian friend of ours, Jersey, said, hey, come on this show with me. And I didn't know what to expect. And I came on this show at the strip club, and there was fucking Guy Fieri sitting there at a there table. And I literally at first Could when I passed by, love? bro, when I passed by at first and saw you sitting there, I was like, holy shit, is that Guy Fieri? Because he was like, yo, this is a celebrity friend of mine who has this podcast. He didn't tell me who. Oh, my God. And I got there, and I saw him. I was like, holy shit, Guy Fieri, I'm going to be on this podcast. I was like, it's a pretty interesting diner. It's a strip club, but okay. And uh, got there, and immediately man me and you vibed mike me and you vibed on air because we were both good at what we did so we thank you and it was uh love at first sight for me because i don't ever warm up to random dudes ever sometimes i've had dudes like literally live in my house i'm like what's up how yeah. you doing but with this we had to kind of explain the dynamics of the show it was me you uh a couple gay dudes yeah one was like a redneck gay dude one was a a, a Latino gay dude who was like, oh, I want to suck on the cocks. He's the typical very gay aggressive, guy. Very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy that every heterosexual dude uh, is actually scared of. Like, oh, my God, is he going to rape me? Yeah. He was actually – he would actually follow you into the bathroom and look at your dick. But, hey, he's one out of several million people that actually was about that life. Yeah. I mean, he didn't actually hold you down and suck your dick, but – he definitely was down to do it if you wanted it. it. Basically, you met him, and then you were like, holy shit, this is what women have been talking about. Yeah, And then, then, <laughs> and then there was a, a black Haitian uh, comedian guy named Jersey who uh, was very, very Haitian-sounding. And then there was an Israeli, Israeli guy from Jerusalem who was like this bald-headed, short, uh, I'm rich, fuck you, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about, fuck you, 
like kind of like a I would say a Borat type of guy because yeah. he had no tack and he was still learning the the customs of America and, and he came here to like basically con people and <laughs> he conned us and then all. there was like some childhood friends it was a giant wooden table and like what looked like some Tony Montana like VIP champagne room there was glass windows around it so all the strippers would walk by and they would see all our jank equipment and we would have an engineer who had uh, his name was Ace. He had a really uh, ashy dick. It looked like Elf or, or a, Alf that was in a microwave. We had a picture of Ace's dick that we would show every everybody, every guest when they came in. We'd be like, "Hey, real quick, guess whose dick this belongs to?" And Ace's dick in in the picture it kind of reminded me of, like one of the ghosts that chased Pac Man because it was like just this walk-a, really walk-a, yeah walk-a, yeah walk-a, walk-a. and ashy dick though ashy dick like we had this game called the Dick Draft. We had the intro music dun 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 dun. We'd ask the stripper, and there'd be like a table, and uh, the girl would dance for us in between breaks. And then this guy's getting drunk. This guy's trying to fuck. Israel's like, listen, baby, you don't have to do this. Listen, I, I buy you diamonds. I take you to Israel. And I'm like, uh, she's already sucked like four dudes' dicks. So she doesn't, she's not like probably the wife material. I like her. Listen, Mike, I had potential in her. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it was like, and then our buddy M8 Art, who is a gold tooth dreadlocked, uh, tattooed, uh, been incarcerated over 30 plus times for all kinds of drug offenses. And I think he just drove there to get the free food. Cause there was a lot of people that drove buffet. for the free food because at the end of the night, oh. he would have remember oh, Jersey. Oh, okay. he would He'd take like, the big to go plate. I got to go guys. He'd have like to go boxes and he would never actually like, uh, sometimes he did, but he would literally stack up a to-go box. What, or what would happen, guys, is the strip club paid and said, hey, you guys can do the show here. Uh, we're actually going to give you a bunch of shitty vodka and then free food at the end of the night. And and, and the strip club, Rachel's that we Any were man's dream. Basically, yeah. you get to like, hang out with a bunch of strippers and do a show for two hours and then go downstairs and party your ass off. Yeah. And they all come back to your house and you fuck them. And then, you know, all the strip club, like like, bosses, they all look like... You know, they got given $200 and said, go to Men's Warehouse and get whatever you can get. You know, so there's these, like, square, no-necked yep. fuckers. And we're still friends with some of these guys. Still friends with them. And they would check in from time to time and be like, you guys cannot do that on your show. We'd be like, oh, we're not going to. Like, they would hear what we were talking about. Like, we were going to do something. Like, you cannot do that. We're like, no, we would never do that. And then they'd literally just be banging on the glass. Like, I fucking told you not to do that. You, you remember, you've seen the movie Private Parts with Howard Stern where, like, the executive's like, what are you doing? We would be, like, looking back. We came in there, redecorated, put American flags yeah. in the background, which I, I heard they're still here to this day, still there. Uh, so if you ever go to Rachel's in Castleberry, go check it out, see if the American flags are still in that little champagne room. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we would fucking be getting shit-faced drunk, and it was kind of like a – I felt like it was a job. Yeah. And it became, at times, like, fuck, it's Sunday. There were times where I'd wake up, like, ten minutes before I had to actually, like, be there. I'm like, well – you know, and and we always had horrible fucking internet, horrible this internet. or that. So, and the girls started getting hip to the fact that they could just come upstairs and get drunk with us. Oh yeah. And then they they figured if they got drunk with us during the show, then when it was time to feed us, they could also just come. You guys have never seen it, it was it was incredible. You'd be sitting there. And all these girls would start hopping on your lap at the end of the night. You're like, well, I, I haven't even fucking met you. What is this about? Dude, it was the, about the chicken fingers, quesadillas, and steak. Yeah, the entourage's entourage was getting pussy. Yeah. Your one boy, he'd be like, oh, yeah, um, oh, fucking it, uh, Jill wants to come in now. We're like, who's Jill? Like, yeah. Next thing he'd be like, oh, hi, how's it going? And, and like, some chick would change her, 
her wig or something, you wouldn't recognize. Like, yeah. oh, fuck you, you don't remember me? And I'm like, oh, bitch, I've been drinking cherry vodka fucking all night. Relax. And we but, yeah. and, and, and and this was in the beginning of like internet broadcasting, man. We would get two hundred people to listen to this show. We would freak the fuck You're out. Like, dude, two hundred people watch this shit. Holy shit! This is before like ten year old kids were running around with iPhones and just broadcasting live. Like, yeah. every, almost every social media now has a live platform. And uh, I had been doing it way before that because we, we had the Rachel's the strip club error, which is the last thing we did. Because reason why we we stopped. Uh, because uh, we had to go on tour. Yeah. And it took one little thing to detour the entire operation. Like, hey, uh, we're not going to be here next week. We go on tour. We have a live station we travel the world and do. Uh, me and the Busey Beauties and everyone else, fire-breathing, burlesque, crazy, crowd-interactive shit show that we travel all around in a tour bus and hope not to die in 30 days. So all it took was us to go on tour to completely derail that. And I haven't done a, a broadcast like regular programmed broadcasts in six years however miguel took his talents on to other terrestrial terrestrial radio i was on iheart radio and i i I started on a morning show for a while called the monsters in the morning and then uh i just i had i i I went to radio school with mike Busey. basically man we learned how to run a radio show with the worst conditions so when i got on iheart and I got to a studio where they had producers and budgets and programs. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it was basically like I had been on a pirate ship for six years, and now I joined the Navy. And I was like, holy shit, there's uniforms? Like, you know, like, this is all right. So basically, Miguel never stopped. And I just was that in between all the political correctness, because uh, I was working yeah. for Clear Channel. And uh, I remember I was there when uh, the whole Janet Jackson Super Bowl thing happened, and the FCC went crazy re-regulating what you can say, what you can't say. So that deterred me. And I remember people laughing like, oh, what are you, you going to go do some internet radio show? And I was a part of a, a website app. Uh, it wasn't an app at the time. Wasn't, we didn't even, I don't think there was a thing called apps at all, but uh, it was called Ustream TV. A guy named Brad Hunstable, him and another partner, created his two Marines. And uh, they were using live uh, battlefield technology, and they brought it, uh, to the regular consumer, and I was one of the first entertainers on on their platform. Where like it would be like if Mark Zuckerberg was sitting in his living room watching you go on Facebook, this guy would be sitting in his house in Texas at the time. He'd be like, "Holy shit!" He'd be like chatting and like, "This is great." And I'm like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm the guy who made this fucking website." I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then I'd get banned because they were getting more money, and then like he had like. Uh, crazy computer systems where they could detect if it was nudity. And I had, like, a mannequin one time on here, and it flagged it, and then I got pissed, and I gave everyone his phone number and <laughs> sent him dick pics, and he unbanned me, and it just went back and forth. Then it got corporate. Then I had all my jackass buddies doing it. I was teaching people how to broadcast live. They're like, all right, how do I do this? And I, like, calling them, like, all right, you see the button in the corner? And they were making custom codes for uh, – like a, it was thing called I think it was called Cam Twist. It was like a, basically a file he sent me. I downloaded and I was able to do like it was it was like one of the first producer downloadable softwares that you could manipulate, put graphics and and all types of cool shit to make it look like a legit broadcast. And then I was like drinking my piss and there was strippers <laughs> and pigs and all kinds of crazy bullshit going on. And it was very I was stoked. I, I remember the first time I went live, I had like a hot dog roller and I had like a uh, a little baby doll. We had 
burnt and charred and it was like on the hot dog roller and I had a piece of paper cut out and like call my house number and I'd sit there and talk to them. Even when we weren't live, I would just be like, hello, what's going on? And they would call and it was like very Wayne's World, very organic. And I was I've, I was even on Wikipedia at one time uh, labeled as like the first entertainer to broadcast live on social media. So after I tooted my horn for the last five minutes, basically I just got like kind of burnt out and and then you're dealing with all the bullshit and no matter how much we paid a producer to like run the sound, no matter what, something would go wrong. Imagine a bunch of cheap booze and strippers and a bunch of drunk idiots and horny dudes because like you were one of the few people that actually uh, cared about the integrity of the show. Yeah, like uh, one of the things that used to frustrate me was there were so many people on the show and everybody wanted a mic and everybody would be talking over each other. But they, they, they didn't I remember care. showing up sometimes and seeing random motherfuckers that were like homies of the homies and they were sitting in their chairs. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, like, how many times would you get there and somebody be sitting in a chair putting headphones on and you're like, I don't even know who the fuck this is. And they're like, all oh, the time. I'm, I'm here from the show. I'm, I'm Rhino's homeboy. Like, Rhino's not here. That's yeah. how we met a girl named Ratchet Reggie. Uh, my buddy Big L.A. was getting twerked on. Uh, DJ Paul came to our our, uh, our merch booth, meet and greet area, and he Instagram videoed. Where um, was this at? This is at this the, is gathering, the, ga- the, the gathering, gathering Juggalos, 2014. This was the one you, we left. Yeah, yeah. Shit, you're right. That was when that was the last radio shows, and then you went to the Gathering the Juggalos. Your first time hosting it. Yeah, I was uh, the host there, which is a whole nother fucking experience. Real quick though, they were paying you X amount of money. I remember this. But you needed to once you got the check for it, you had to put that all into. I had to pay all my bills. Yeah, and then I had you to had borrow to, like three grand from my pool guy, Amen. Uh, to get to the show, you had already been paid for. Yeah, it was bad. It was so basically, um, we're trying. If you just tuned in, you don't know who me or Miguel is, or maybe uh, you have been following, but you have been following this long because the people who have been following a long time are like so they're like jacking off, like oh my god, I know all this. Some of you are like, wait a minute, what? Wait a minute. What is all this? Are you serious? This, this is awesome. It's crazy. They're, these guys are goddamn OGs. So as as we did the gathering and, and we got a bunch of media and press and then I started like basically charging people because I got so tired of being deleted on every single social media platform. Still to this day, I just got my YouTube account deleted, completely gone. Like you're in Facebook jail right now. Yeah. For 20 more days. I can't even like something. I can't add. I can't. There was random dudes. that were posting really fucking weird shit that I wasn't necessarily a fan of. That was like trying to unfriend. He's like, sorry, you have to wait 20 more days. This little fucking thing pops up. It, it, when and, you're in Facebook jail, do you have to click up racially with other people in Facebook jail? I, listen, like, are I, all the whites in Facebook jail together just lifting weights, looking across at all the Mexicans? I wanted the honey buns and the ramen rolls. I just laid out and took it. I was like, <laughs> take it. I'm used to getting fucked by Facebook. Give it to me. Who are the COs of Facebook jail, too? Because you got to get with the hacks and the cops. And it's always sure that hot stripper girl who's popular and has all the friends. Like, oh, my God. And she posts something that gets all a bunch of attention. So she runs one blog and... You know, it's all bullshit. But, yeah, uh, so if you're mad that I haven't commented anything or posted on my, my personal Facebook page, which is linked to my like personal or Facebook page, yeah, that's why. So, anyways, so, but before that, we were at the Orlando Improv, which is a world-renowned brand, and we were interviewing some of the biggest comedians and comics. Um, we had le- the, the most legit people in the world. I've had so many celebrities uh, one time I think I, I broadcasted live with Wee Man for three days straight. 
we were just like, whoa, this is live? Like, and we could see the little chat room. Like, that's crazy. And we were so stoked by the fact that we were able to, like, reach people like that. And now I sound like some fucking, like, 1940-year-old man. Like, back in my day. We're so old to the shit we do. Like, like, like nowadays, every kid broadcasts live. Every kid has their own channel. They've got hundreds of thousands of followers. Some baby's making millions of dollars for unwrapping gifts. And he doesn't know how to speak English yet. Yeah. But here I, I here's what I fucked up. My career, whatever, whatever you want to call this bullshit, would have been totally different had I just uploaded like PG-13 versions of my life. No, I couldn't do that. I went straight for dicks and now, balls and vaginas you, uh, I remember and titties. This. So uh, you're at Sausage Castle 7. Uh, this is Sausage Castle 8. If you guys don't know what Sausage Castle, if you've never been there, it's Mike Busey's house. It's, it's, it's known as a renowned party house and social media. Now it's a, a social media destination where social media – uh, content creators come to create interesting new content. But I remember we were at Sausage Castle 7 that was in uh, Osceola County, and you had come up with this idea, like you were talking about earlier, about taking your Snapchat and charging people. Yeah, because I was like, tired of them uh, yeah, like deleting me. I was like, you know, fuck this. I was, I, I was like, you know, uh, they had just came out with this thing called Snapcash, which was like kind of what, what uh, Cash App is now, and people could literally text you dollar bill sign and you put in the number that turned green and you would literally sync your debit card to the account and i remember one time i had said hey that's it if you want to see some crazy shit send me some cash cash or snap cash snap cash and all of a sudden i had like 60 bucks i was like what the fuck and 60 bucks might sound like nothing to you but at the time 60 bucks was a lot of taco bell and i was like fuck and that's exactly what i did i drove to taco bell and i spent it all on Taco Bell, and I bought everyone food, and, and then I was like, wow, hold on, there's something here. And then, and now, like, we have OnlyFans, which came out, like, a couple years later after I was doing my thing. So I should have, like, not focused on me, and I should have tried to protect the intellectual property of the idea, but I don't know if that could have been done anyways. I, I could have been the CEO of fucking OnlyFans, but no, I, I decided to focus just on my followers and give them the undivided attention, which is... What we're doing with here, we're going to have this on iTunes and Spotify if we get accepted. I'm sure we'll get banned. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know if anybody can go to Spotify jail, but we'll end up there. Definitely. And uh, for the members, they'll be able to actually watch this video and be able to be the first to see it. So if you're a member of MikeBusey.com, you'll be able to check out this and see every episode. And this is going to be the first of hopefully many uh, shows to come. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things for anybody who's new to the show is hearing us. Um, if, if you've never seen us before, we're very attractive. Um, just, uh, you know, just, if you've never seen images of us, whatever they have on the internet, that's bullshit. That's not me or him. You ever uh, seen like two, uh, bearded manatees? That's kind of what we look like. We look like those two guys from the Guinness book of world records that were riding those motorcycles. You remember the two the fat, big guys? fat guys yeah. on the small bikes? Yeah, that's us, man. But, uh, so, something that for a lot of people who don't know about the brand, who don't know about me, who don't know about you, who are just tuning in for the first time. For the past 20 years, Mike, you have been embedded into the entertainment industry. Uh, you were one of the you worked on the Jackass movies. You worked on, with the whole crew. You've been a place where celebrities have come to for years. When I first started hearing about you, I was hearing about how lots of tour buses would pull up to your house, and it would be a place for people on tour to party, to hang out, but also a place for people to do their laundry, to eat, to chill. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, that in the entertainment industry, when you're on tour, 
to have a house that you can stop at and just chill and relax and, and get away is a huge deal. And that's part of how you built some of your relationships with people. Yeah, I definitely was able to uh, lure in some pretty cool people. Be like, hey, I have a lot of pussy, some cool shit at my house. You want to come and take a shower and wash your dirty drawers? And they'd be like, yes. yes. And then next thing you know, Girls on Wild, tour buses showing up, Playboy, uh, every rock band you could think of, every fucking rapper, you name it. And then I was dealing with the music business, had a, had a recording studio uh, there, and uh we were always diversifying the avenues of entertainment business. We could just figure out some way to pay the bills. It was never like trying to get rich. That was never like, yo, I want to be rich. I just like, if I ever said that, what I really meant was like, yo, I need to fucking pay my power bill and my rent. And that's all I wanted to do. And you've had a lot of rappers record you. I mean, pop lock and drop. It was recorded at your house. Rest in peace, Huey. Yeah. Uh, he just passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah, man, it's sad. Yeah, and what's even sadder is that I had a platinum plaque by Jive Records, from Jive Records, and someone stole it, like, within the first month of having it. It's kind of not sadder, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, that was probably a little <laughs> insensitive. But that brings me to my next point. If you're watching this and you're sensitive, you're watching the wrong fucking wrong yeah. show. Wrong show. If you're watching or listening, whatever be the case, however you got here, However you stumbled across some crazy way or you got really fucking bored and there was nothing else to listen to, we're going to be really big in the community that people have watched everything on Netflix. They're going to yeah. be like, dude, I'm fucking so bored. Let me listen to this shit. A big thing, though, with me and you is something that uh, is a part of our art is, you know, I came up doing comedy with guys on the road and uh, comedy can be a very, a very aggressive, very rough, very open and free environment. You came up doing comedy as well, working with the improv, putting on shows and being a part of it. And now we're kind of in an area where people are worried, like, is, are, are you allowed to say whatever you want with comedy? And I think in, in, in all entertainment, I think me and you, one of the things we stand by is you can still say whatever you want. You just can't think you exist in a world without consequences. And uh, it's weird because it's a big cancel culture right now where people want to instantly cancel you. And we came up in the days when you could say some pretty, like, pretty edgy stuff as long as the people knew you meant it. I'm just waiting for someone to find some of the clips of our old show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You just threw the gauntlet down for a challenge now. There was, like, some guys, like, typing away. Yeah. uh, we, We just, like, here's the deal, man. I've always been able to handle someone saying something edgy and crazy and serious if I knew that they were open-minded to, like, things. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between someone's, like, that has, like, true hatred or bigotry or just just a, a foolish, bitter asshole. That's, yeah. There's a difference between that and then people just saying, hey, you know, fucking da-da-da-da, you know? I always, uh, you know... Sometimes, or not sometimes, a lot of times, I feel that the the, the world of uh, comedy entertainment is scrutinized to a whole new level now. It's where, like, comedians and, and people who are working in entertainment business, they, they can't even, like, live life. They have to literally analyze everything they do and say. Oh, my God, you're not doing, what are you doing about da-da-da-da? Or what's your, everyone wants to, like, put you into some category, and they want to, like, get you verbatim giving a quote and like a stance on everything and it's unfortunate and we know this world's fucked up and we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about that we got a few things we want to go over but basically you know i, I was long i was gone for so long 
and nothing really like motivated me to come back. But I kind of came to the point where like, dude, I got some shit to say, yeah. and you're probably not gonna like it, and I don't give a fuck. Well, it's it, it's funny because like, uh. You know, I've been I've been rolling with you now for a decade, and one of the things I've always dug is that you're really honest, and we've been really honest together on, on like things we've talked about and stances. Like we've we you know, we've gone openly and been like, oh, we like police officers. The police department pisses us off sometimes, but we have individual officers, and we've been involved in things that were, you know, were, were are now coming to light. You shot a video with Plyus. Uh, he shot a video at your property, and in the video. There was a scene where him and some of his guys had guns and they were standing all around you guys. And someone called 911, driving down a dirt road where they could hardly see anything. They called 911 and told 911, hey, we see these guys on this dirt road, these white guys, and there's these black guys holding guns to them. The with dreadlocks. With dreadlocks. The cops roll up. They're going to shoot that boy. Yeah, and they see it's a video and the cops are like, what's going on? And Mike and Plyus explain what's going on. But here's the funny part. The cops tell them, oh, you guys got to watch out for that because the people saw these black guys holding guns on you. And what if one of them would have tried to shoot these guys to defend you? And then Mike kind of asked, well, how, how did you know that the black guys were the bad guys? What if they were the good guys and they were trying to hold the guns to the white guys? And the cops were like, oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Like, literally, that was their response. Like, come on, man. And we got we to gotta tell the audience that. I lived on a 30-acre property in a desolate in the middle of the county in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, so this wasn't like I was in a fucking cul-de-sac yeah. filming a music video with uh, Rastafari fucking Zoe gangsters. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, a real deal production. Like, somebody, like the cinematography team worked on, like, cash money record music videos and stuff. And, um, yeah, we... Uh, and you've been a victim. Uh, and, that, you know, that's a sad thing. How much case. time we got, Miguel? Yeah, bro, because, I mean, I... You've been a victim of a lot of police harassment, and like me and that's you always, an understatement for yeah, sure. Me and you have always said it before, like you know. You always say I'm the wrong. Kind you're the of wrong white. kind of white, Mike. You're the wrong kind of white. You're you're gonna you're gonna be messed with, and uh, it's hard. And, and I mean, that's the thing. So you think about it. You're on a 30 acre estate in your own property where nobody could bother you, and still everything's the cops. legal. Everything's, everything's legit. legal. It's on TMZ. You could like literally yeah. Google Plies Mike Busey uh, music video. They were, like, reporting that he was kidnapping me. Yeah, with no information. Yeah. They just saw a black guy with dreads and a rifle and then the wrong kind of white boy. And still they were like, ah. Someone reported uh, to the police anonymously, because that's how it always is anonymously, yeah. that we are fucking uh, donkeys. And one day, this loud-ass doom, 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 doom. There's, like, 12 uh, Osceola County sheriffs at my door. Uh, animal control. And the SBA, whatever that is, lady. SPCA? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't, you know. Yeah. All those fucking letters. Um, they showed up at the fucking door, and they're like, we need to see the donkey. I was like, donkey? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, donkey? I was like, do we have a donkey here? I'm like, um, what's this about? We're, we're, you're the only house I've ever known where you're like, fuck, we got a donkey right now? I didn't even know. Yeah, because, I mean, you never know what the fuck someone's doing here. You hey, know, guys, who brought the donkey? The this animal cops want to talk to the donkey. So I think you saw something. They were basically coming to do a welfare check on a donkey because someone had <laughs> said that we were like doing crazy sex acts on a donkey. Okay. Which is, you know, fucking I like the idea of doing the welfare check on a donkey. Like they're gonna pull the donkey to the side and be like, Is anyone fucking with you? <laughs> so He named one. He named one. Literally, uh my pug Jetta, who is right here sleeping in front of us, um, on the table, 
uh, her and her late husband, Scrappy, uh, he came down and they're like, we need to see the pugs. And he would have thought like I literally like cued them and Scrappy come taking his big fat ass down the stairs dun, 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 with a, a big chew toy stuffed animal. And I'm like, like oh, is that the yeah. donkey's dick? He's got the donkey's dick in his mouth. There were, and, and, and I knew some of the cops because not all, not all the cops hated me. A lot of the street guys were like knew I was legit and I was cool and I wasn't a, a problem. They knew I was being targeted. Uh, it was like, hey, Mike, they think you're fucking a donkey. And when I heard that, I go, what the fuck? I started popping off. It's like any guy who gets that, that uh, he gets a little more ballsy once he knows it's some bullshit. Yeah. And because I'm like, oh, hell no, nah, fuck y'all. And the cops were only there just to like, I guess, to like shadow any kind the of possible ASPCA? confrontations. Yeah. And the ASPCA I, called I'm, in backup. Yeah. The animal control actually got like stuck in, in my swamp. Uh, the pigs with uh, Richard Porker was like fucking another pig in front of the cops. And and I'm like, obviously, these animals are having a good time, guys. Yeah, they're partying. Yeah. And then I remember them like literally. Uh, wanting to see my pug's vet records. I'm like, get... I told this lady, fuck you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of my house. And the cops were like, well, we can't win me. <laughs> and then the lady's like, oh, we're, uh, we'll be back. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. And smell that, my that was dick, one lady. Of Does several, it smell like donkey? No. Yeah, okay. Several fucking times. I, the animal control guy said we had an alligator living in our bathroom and shit, and I had to bring him in. I even... Open up the toilet seats, let them see. We we had undercover agents come in there planting drugs. I had an FBI informant live in my house the first day. He asked me if I had any automatic weapons, and if I did, where can I get him some? That's because you used to take, what people don't know real quick, is you'd put ads on Craigslist for roommates. I did. Without knowing who the fuck the person was. I was like, you got first and last month rent? You can move right in. And and we definitely, there Big was definitely facts. some shady roommates. Oh, my God. There was a couple of them, like, Hey, um, here's your money back. Please get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I had one guy write me a check uh, because I, I think I was charging $700 a month. That included everything. And he, he, he gave me first and last month. He gave me a $14 check. And I swear to God, the guy wasn't more than 10 minutes on his way back home, signed my little jank-ass lease, gave me the check, and was like, Hey, uh, you're not going to believe, but I just found out I have a daughter in Alaska and I'll be moving away. Like, he had already figured his entire life out in 10 minutes. And he's like, if you try to catch the check, I'll cancel it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? And it was, it was, I was so broke that I was literally, uh, at the time, relying on anybody who had, like, a pulse and fucking money. One time I had a, guy, a kid. Well, when I say kid, he was, like, 19, 20 or whatever. And uh, his name was Cody. So, Cody, if you're out there, I don't think, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. He sent me, like, four months rent up front for some reason. And he lived in Arizona. So, Cody from Arizona, if you're out there, thank you, because you definitely fed me for a couple months. And he was like, all right, man, I'm, gonna send, I'm just going to send you, like, four months up front. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, of course. I've never met this guy. Like, people are wiring me money and shit. Uh, it was a weird time in my life, and this guy never showed up. I called him, I texted him, I emailed him. So yeah, I, so he used to throw the rock star weekends too. That was a big part of making money, which was like like sum up what a rock star weekend was. Basically, a guy who wanted to live uh, uh, in my shoes for a weekend, and I would literally build a customized uh, like seventy two hours. I tried to try to kill them with alcohol. 
and vagina. <laughs> you, I know you remember telling me this. You try to kill him with alcohol the first day so that they wouldn't have to do his shit the second day. I was day. like, dude, let's just b- get this guy blacked out so he tries to, like, regret this entire thing. <laughs> We'd be, like, fucking open his mouth. I'm like, drink, motherfucker, drink, 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 drink. But we had a girl one time. This girl, her name was Tara Lee from Pennsylvania, and she paid 600 bucks to come hang out with us. And I remember at the time I was so broke, my power was shut off. And I'd be laying in my bed, and I slept in a walk-in closet. And this is Sasha Castle 8. We're talking about Sasha Castle 7, which was uh, going on for 10 years. It looked like a haunted house in the middle of the swamp. Yeah, the whole thing had dicks and skulls and weird shit painted, spray-painted all over the stucco, the outside of the home. Google it if you get a chance. Google Sausage Castles. Oh, the county uh, burnt Osceola. that down, but it's no longer there. But it, it is sacred ground to this day. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you walk here, woo, like a little whisper, like, it's like, fuck me. Like a little, the ghost, there's like ghost strippers, like just roaming around and <laughs> crazy foreign Disney kids that died and got like deported. Like just, there's so much to talk about, so much crazy shit that we've been through. And well, when that Tara Lee, when Tara Lee came to visit. The power was turned off and I literally like. <laughs> you took, took her money for the, for the deposit for the, uh, the, the, the uh, Rockstar weekend. And paid the power and then on the way. But the power was cut when, when yeah. she arrived. So they were like, well, if you pay before 4 o'clock, we can guarantee you. But if you don't, then we can't guarantee you. It could be the next day. And what these guys don't turn know back is on you the power. had a personal relationship with the guy who would cut off and turn His back His name power. was Steven, just like our producer. And I would be laying in that closet and I would hear. That's the power shutting down? Yeah, I had this little shitty fan that like rotated. Like, Phew. I was like, I could be like. I could sleep for days, but there's something in my soul was like, oh, my God, the power's up. I got goosebumps talking about it. I would jump up and like, <sighs> I'd run outside. So, so, so please, 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 just turn it back on. I'll, I'll, I'll go pay right now. I'll go pay right now. Not even having a dime to my fucking name. And, and I would, he would be like, oh, is that a, is that a, is that a casket? And I had like a, a coffin in my front yard that we were doing some God knows what. And uh, at the time. And he's like, he looked at me, and it was a very weird, sombering, like, moment. He looked at me, he's like, had to, had to bury my father this weekend. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, can you, uh, can you turn my fucking power back on so I can, <laughs> so I can try to figure out this real quick? And I would lie to him, like, oh, yeah, I got it, bro. I'm going down there. because like, listen, Steven, I, I can't turn your father back on. But we can get the house back on, and that's what he would have wanted. We had a TV show that we were writing, and one of the episodes I wrote, the whole premise was, is that down this long, long, long driveway, it's like two or three football fields long from the highway to the house, that we were going to build an obstacle course so the fucking power guy had to go through (laughs) it to get to the breaker box (laughs) and turn it. That real true story. One time I was so behind on my car payment that I knew that they were going to come and repo it. And so I would move it around to different spots, like park on the street so it would be hard to find. But every time I would hear like a garbage truck beeping in the middle of the morning, I thought it was a tow truck, I would fly the fuck out of my bed like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, Yep, I know that feeling. And I could even hear the... When the when that when the power gets when it gets off. that quiet yeah that quiet that's like, something like, like if you don't if you don't know the feeling of being dead asleep and then realizing it's too quiet in your house and your power's cut off uh, you've had a great life that and I'm really fat so like as soon as the fan started like moving I'm like what the fuck it was like instant because I would hear the sound of the metal 
uh, breaker box. Yeah. Car. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and it was like clockwork. My body subliminally already knew that I had just got cut off. And uh, I used to get my well, I used time. to get my gas cut off so much at the place I live because it was the one bill I was like, fuck it. It's just, you know, my gas It's my shower, and my oven. And I used to get it cut off so much that I printed up this letter that was from the gas company. So if a girl was staying at my house oh, and the gas was coming man, off, that's great. I, I would pull it up and be like, oh, man, you know, it says here they're shutting off the gas for 24 hour in the whole apartment complex. So that's, that's why I don't have idea. gas. <laughs> well, that is a great idea. Let's just hang out and watch TV. Well, luckily, this girl who paid for the Rockstar Weekend, Tara, uh, Tara Lee, Tara, Tara Lee. Lee from Pennsylvania, she, I took the money and I paid, and then it was like, yo, you paid right before you picked her up. Yeah, right? I went to the city hall to pay the power, and then I had to go to the airport to pick her up. And you weren't sure if it was going to meet the cut in no time. No idea. So I remember being just so down and out, picking her up, and having to have this energy, like, yeah, we're gonna party and. We started like thinking, hey, well, we had actually a show down in Fort Lauderdale. Like, well, you know, we won't be at the house too long. Maybe we can, maybe you know, yeah. oh, the power's out around yeah. the area. I don't. Well, well actually, weird. reminds me. Actually, I think I lie. I did lie one time to some of the people living there. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I guess there's some fucking bozo hit a fucking power line. <laughs> and then I call. It's like you've been interrupted. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like walking away. I took it out speakerphone. I'm like, yeah, yo, I'll be right. Hold on. I'm, I'm figuring this shit out, man. Something with the power line. Well, anyways. Uh, we get back to the house. And the thing about the house was, for you guys who don't know what the Sauce Castle 7 was like, remember, it's a haunted house-like house. You, It's dark looking from the outside. You don't see wind. Everything's painted, covered painted up. Painted black, like house paint. Like painted all, every window. Every no window. light can escape or enter. So coming up to the property, it's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You can't tell for shit. If you got power or not, and you're giving this girl like a tour as you're walking we're in. We're pulling in. We're all jazzed up, man. We're about to party. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my house. Whole time, your heart's like, shit. I'm like, dear God, please, baby Jesus, please let there be electricity in this fucking house. I can, and it's daylight still, <laughs> so there's no porch light on, no nothing. I can't see in. And I literally was like, are you ready? And there's like a fucking giant black dildo duct taped to the doorknob. There's a skull. The garage door has like a unidolphity, half unicorn, half dolphin, half manatee fucking our camera guy, Rick Kosick from Jackass, uh, on the fucking garage. Like the United States Postal Service stopped delivering mail to our house, said it was too inappropriate. <laughs> Recorded the phone call. Still got it um, somewhere on a hard drive. Uh, anyways, I pulled in. I'm like, all right, here we are. Welcome to my house. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my fucking house because the power's on. <laughs> and I, I didn't say that out loud, but I was so jazzed. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, a lot of hard times. Drama, the cops, the FBI, uh, getting arrested for selling liquor. about a liquor license. Went worldwide news. I was arrested in this fucking Santa Claus outfit. I was cock-blocked. Very hard on my birthday, and I went to jail dressed in a Santa Claus outfit, and uh, all that, and just I just got sick of being held down, and I I said, you know what, it's time for me to uh, do something crazy, and, and that's called ask uh, my members for help, and they not only helped me, but they changed my life, and now I live in a fucking giant, multi-million-dollar property, 80 acres. I have basically have a giant compound. It's a world-renowned place called the Sausage Castle, and that's where we're at right now. Uh, and I have literally everything that I could ever imagine. I'm, I'm not like – I don't have, like, millions of dollars in the bank. I still 
still living very like kind of like I was before. I'm still having to like break the old ideas like, all right, so if I rent my rooms out for like rent out 10 dudes, these like we'll start a trailer park. And then you're always like, Mike, 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 you're not a you don't have to be that guy. No yeah, because I mean, life now we've got opportunities we never had before. But I get the fact that you still want to be. a. Tra- I think there's a part of you, too. There's a part of you that I'm, money aside, everything you, you grew up in foster homes and trailers. And I think there's a party that just wants to be the guy who owned the trailer park. I own it now, motherfucker. <laughs> Look at me. Top of the world, ma. You know? I remember living in a trailer. Well, one time. And this one time, <laughs> Miguel's got a signal like, shut the fuck up and wrap it up. Because I'll go down some dark, deep tunnels. And we got a lot of shit to talk about. But basically, we're trying to get you, if you're new, caught up to where we're at. And there's so much to talk about. It goes back for years and years. And, and not just about me, but about Miguel himself and his uh, just he's one of the most you're 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 one of the most wittiest, funniest, intelligent people I fucking know. Thank you. Man. And I can't wait for the audience to see deep down in your fucking skull of. And, and one of the of things amazement. that you guys don't know as the audience is me and Mike rarely have a chance to do the thing we do well, which is stuff like this, because we're running the business now and it's a multimillion dollar business and we are not the guys we who should not. be running a multimillion dollar business. I want to fire business. myself immediately. There's a, like there just today, uh, you know, won't even go to details, but everything was going fine. Things were good. And then we get a text message out the blue that it changes the entire day. We call it the vibe killer. Yeah. And Boner at zero percent. There's times when everything's going perfect. We got rappers over at the house. A party's happening. Everything's cool. And then we just, for some fucking stupid reason, open the email. And then all of a sudden we're like, the IRS is auditing us? Like, <laughs> I was actually, obviously I was definitely stressed and freaked the fuck out and having a, definitely a panic attack slightly. But I was like, I finally made it. Yeah. These motherfuckers, I finally made enough money for them to question where the fuck it came from. And I had an IRS agent uh, come to my house for five fucking hours with her crazy laptop. She plugged in some fucking futuristic fucking microchip card. And and she sat in my office and got a whole tour. Oh, mind you, and this will be a story for another time. Whilst we're getting the audit... We have two accountants now. We have the original accountant, who turned out to be a shitbag. Piece of shit. And then our new accountant, who's our accountant now, David Cole. Shout out to David Cole, David, best accountant David in the Cole. game. But our shitbag accountant calls us the day before the, the audit. Be- no, the night, the night before. before the audit. I don't like, feel comfortable going forward to this <laughs> Yeah, He's like, I don't feel comfortable representing you guys on this. We're like, what? And our shitbag accountant at that time, not David Cole, the best accountant's David Cole, but our shitbag accountant's trying to tell us, like, I, I, yeah, I'm not comfortable with this, guys. We're like, we're not comfortable with what? He's like, you know, representing you through the audit. You're like, you're our fucking accountant. Then we sit during the audit real quick, and the, the, the first question the IRS auditor asks is a simple question. Who prepared your taxes? Our accountant, not David Cole. Oh, 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 well, uh, he did. I looked at him like, and I'm like, I ain't no snitch. I'm like, uh, say what? Yeah, we're like, no, you prepared the taxes. Like, I prepared the uh, taxes f- for Mike the way he wanted them to pre- prepare. I filled in the numbers. So basically, this guy who was working for a very large firm that came recommended by another piece of shit that was fucking me for years, that I was paying way too much money, wasn't doing shit, and complaining and bitching and threatening to have me killed. I'll have kitty porn downloaded on your computers and you and they'll fucking 
you'll do time, Mike. I'll ruin your empire. I was, like, basically being extorted by guys making crazy threats, um, which I've never talked about this, which, yeah. which is uh, kind of like the, I guess, the if you're a, an actual follower of mine, you're, like, you're really fucking loving this shit because I'm going to talk about some stuff I don't normally talk about ever because I normally try to take the high road. I'm like, okay, yeah. fuck you. Have a nice life. But this um, this CPA, uh, Dustin is his name. I won't say his last name for legal reasons. Uh, he basically fucking uh, was doing something he wasn't supposed to do, was taking on private clients. Yeah. So even when the lady asked for his business card, he's like, oh, I'm all out. When I saw them, like, in his pocket early, he had pulled his phone out, and I seen his business card, and she didn't want to know that he worked for this major firm. Yeah. And he put self-prepared on the taxes. Yeah, he made it seem like we did the taxes, like you did them. And I'm like, mm, so where did all these thousands of dollars be? And what happens, guys, to? is in the room with the good accountant, David Cole, the best in the game. The new guy who's trying to figure this whole thing yeah. out. Yeah, so we got the new accountant who's kind of new, who's just, just meeting us. He represents a lot of other like athletes and celebrities. The IRS agent that we've never met. It's me and Mike. And all of a sudden, we're looking at Dustin, and he's trying to tell her... She, that we self-prepared the taxes, and we're like, hold the fuck up. No, we didn't. And now the heat turns. No, we didn't. The heat turns on Dustin because now we've got both of us looking at him talking about, what the fuck are you talking about? We prepared the taxes. The I was shaking, having a fucking yeah. panic attack, getting ready to shoot myself. The new accountant's looking at him like, you, you didn't prepare the taxes. And the IRS lady's looking at us like, what's going on? So we take a little break, and we go to the kitchen to have a sidebar, and it's literally that moment where you where you know who's the weakest. Like, like I could tell he's like, let's make a deal. Like, yeah. a deal on what, motherfucker? You did our and taxes. We have to tell the audience, too, is that we had did absolutely nothing unethical, nothing shady, nothing illegal. The thing about it illegal. was we just we, – we, the IRS even figured it out, and, they, and, and everybody figured it out. We just didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We weren't doing illegal shit. We were just not knowing what we were doing, and we cleaned up and, cl- and clarified so much with her. And, and to give her credit – she she came into this situation not even understanding how to classify her business, but never judged, never judged. You know, she was a little okay, but but she was like, listen, she. Our CPA said of all all of the um, all the fucking audits he had been a part of, she was the most personal and like yeah. sincere and cool. So shout out to her. Yeah, she was really cool. It was it was a whole new experience. But just to let you guys know, we started from guys living in a closet to me traveling the country, doing comedy with four other guys, splitting hotel rooms because we didn't have shit, to me and Mike rubbing nickels together trying to figure out how to make it. I remember to- going nuts to butts with a dude with literally like 75 cents and trying to buy hot dogs. And then like this guy throwing in like $2. I remember these hot dogs were $2.88. I remember that to the fucking day I'm dead. And then not having the money for condiments and going to McDonald's and, like, taking the ketchup packets and eating on that for a week. So what was the shit bag you used to make? I, it's called a thing called shit bags. At the time, Dorito bags, the little mini bags were 75 cents. And I would go to the chili cheese hot dog dispenser and fill. I'd open up the Dorito bag and fill it up with fucking nacho cheese. I'd throw pickles, onions, and I'd go home and I'd wring it out like a thing of toothpaste into a bowl. And literally just liquid diarrhea. The way it goes in you is the way it comes out. Oh, 100%. Like, there's no change. It's the, it's like fucking corn. Nothing happens in your body to change this thing. So we say all this is because um, we thought, you know, okay, well, once we... Everyone was working for free, you know? Yeah. We, we, we thought, okay, you know, we get the money, and then 
we'll start a business and then like you know we'll fucking uh we'll be able to solve all our problems we'll hire people and this and that and then we kind of did the nc hammer thing you hired a bunch of homies to do shit they weren't qualified for and or didn't they lost either the love or there was a time there taking was advantage of us stealing living here and 28, 28 and 28 about was the max. 20 of them were all on payroll yeah you know and there was jobs that were like that's not a real job we're like hold on you do what here yeah I, there'd be times and at the time too i was uh I was way more overweight than I am now. You were I'm like four hundred pounds back then, man. Four hundred? No, I, I reached like four twenty was my high. Four twenty, man. And uh, I was pretty much dying of sleep apnea, and I was just like, "Oh, cool, we got some money." Used to, guys used to come up to Mike and pitch him ideas and get him to buy shit in I his sleep. I bought a gun in my sleep. <laughs> I called my homie like, "Yo, you left your gun here." He's like, "What do you mean you bought it?" I was like, "I bought it." What the fuck you mean I bought it? He's like, "How much did buy it?" He's like, "Oh, uh, like twenty five hundred. I was like, twenty five hundred. Who paid you?" He's like, "Uh." You you gave me the seat, the key to the safe, and I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? I was basically uh, sleep apnea wouldn't let me. You had such sleep bad or sleep digest. apnea that in the middle of being angry at somebody, like yelling at them, you would fall asleep. And I'm gonna say like this, narcolepsy. You're my own boy, and I, I'm glad you you're fixing your apnea. But there was something funny to watching Mike just tear into somebody and being like, I'm fucking sick and. And then everybody's like, scatter, 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 scatter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and they're just now getting to use to the fact that they can't do that shit no more. Yeah. They're like, wait a minute, he's still awake? I remember oh, you falling asleep giving us, like, meetings. We used to do meetings by the pool, and sometimes Mike would be in the pool. And I remember he would be talking, and he'd be like, and, like, and then everybody would be like, is he asleep in the pool? And then he would get into the water, and the water would go up Mike's nose, and he'd be like, and then he would start talking about something else, like he had, didn't miss a beat. But you'd be like, you weren't talking about corn dogs, motherfucker. I think the moral of the story is, is that we came from nothing, and yeah. now we have everything. But yet, now that we have funds, thanks to our loyal and faithful members that uh, pay to see our content and, and come party. And that's at MikeBusey.com. And uh, the moral story is is that the old saying of good work is hard to find, it couldn't be more true. Yeah. And when you're just like some crazy dipshits that started this to get their dick sucked and have a good time, and has to turn into a fucking business, it sucks because... You don't want to have to fire your homies or fucking freak out or worry about this and worry about that. And we're talking, you can no longer um, live the same way and do the same things you did before. Because if you want to continue, uh, you have to structure things and actually be a little more organized. If you, like anyone can become rich from tons of different reasons. If you want to stay profitable and prosperous, you got to be smart and make the moves. Because dummies can come up. But That's my biggest it, fear. You, you'd always see like these pro uh, athletes or celebrities, like they made millions of dollars and then they're like living in an apartment somewhere. Yeah, like, like Holyfield shit. Yeah, like I was like, it's like sad and 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 uh, I've like I ain't gonna lie. I, over the last couple of months, you know, we've dealing with this whole fucking pandemic and yeah, global collapse. Because you hadn't left, your, you hadn't left your house for almost sixty some days when it first started. Yeah, yeah, I've only actually left the property four times: once to go to a cemetery on Memorial Day, uh, once to go to a doctor, and once to get my blood work. And the other time was to the bank. And shout out to our doctor, man, because he let us do a drive up visit. You know. Yeah, he's he's awesome, Northquist. Uh, we, uh, I basically haven't left the house since March 4th. So we're going on like over a hundred days. Like you don't even really, the funny thing is to the listeners, what you guys don't get is sometimes I tell Mike about things and he's like, what? Because he hasn't gone out and seen, like Mike hasn't gone to tell me about the outside world, Miguel. Yeah. Like, like we'll say things like, I got to make sure I get my mask. And, and you can see in Mike's face, he's like, for what? 
And I'm like, to live, motherfucker, that's the new world, you know? It's a, it's a crazy time. And, uh, you know, I would be lying if I, if I said that I haven't been, like, getting depressed or frustrated or a little stir crazy. Because I, none of this shit's healthy for uh, a human to cut off communication with the world and interact. And yeah. I mean, I've been very fortunate to, I can't bitch and complain because if I was ever to be quarantined somewhere, 80 acre fucking resort is the place to do it, you know? And uh, I have had a lot of people come and go and, uh, you know, come visit me. And I've definitely had a lot of unprotected sex yeah. and good times. And, you know, uh, isn't it crazy? We spent our whole lives thinking that it was going to be like unprotected sex that was going to get us. And it's, I it's thought gonna the AIDS be, was going to get. Yeah. Me. Now I found it's going to be a fucking handshake. Yeah. It's like know? motherfucker. And that whole thing is crazy. And I think that's also a part of, like, you know, I know um, you you're fucking hilarious. You're super talented. And I, I look forward to the audience getting to know you more. And, uh, you know, you're, we're, we're co-hosts together. But as much as this is my show, it's, it's your show. You and, and our, our lovely producer at the time, we'll time state this, uh, Stephen Wells. We got Robert Poss here. There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. Yeah. And uh, we can't do this shit by ourselves. No. And we can't do it with the people we have here. It's, it's the, the loyal and the faithfulness of our followers and our members who keep this fucking train moving. This business is one of those businesses that was built on loyalty over skill. Cause I mean, oh I, yeah. I mean, it, I was like, well, I've known you for five years. I guess you can have the CEO job of. Chief, you're the chief financial officer now. Yeah, and, and the, you midget in the back here. Uh, you're uh, you're now in charge of uh, management. Yeah, I mean that's basically what happened. And, and someone's the, watching this. Like, did he say midget? Yeah. yeah, motherfucker. There's midgets that live in my house. All right, yeah. and their fucking Instagram handle has the word midget in it. So fuck you if you don't like the way we fucking communicate. We actually collect midgets too. Like they always end up here. But it's crazy though, Mike. I mean, this is a this is a business that's roughly made a few million dollars every year, and uh, I was I will go on record and it say it all goes right out the window. It all goes out the window. We're not the guys who should be doing this. But at the end of the day, we do have a small group that we know, like. Me and you, we have arguments about how to run this business all the time. But the fact is, we actually don't we know. We have arguments answer. about what puppets we should buy on Amazon and what crazy characters. We spent $36,000 on Amazon one month. And uh, we had this huge just blowout on, on, on like a castle we bought and shit. But then there'll be some. But, but then Which be I like have a, no regrets of. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big mistake. But Let's then, talk about. Let me talk about the first thing. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm going to cut you off, which I'm sure you used to. Um, I the first thing that I bought once we had money coming in, I spent six thousand dollars on these twelve foot sequence curtains that surround the room, and I still to this day I'm still fucking angry about that. <laughs> I'm like motherfuckers. It was one of those things I looked for months and I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna find them anywhere. Not this link. Not that I need because I had this whole vision. I designed this whole house and 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 everything that's came in. We we've made. We want this to be an experience for our guests and our members, the people who pay and contribute. It's like a, a tangible timeshare. Yeah. You know, we, we let you come and you get to be a part of the weekend. Because we some of the people listening don't know that that's how it works. When you go to MikeBusey.com and you become a member, uh, you not only get, like, all the exclusive content, the backstage content, but when we go on tour, you get access to the tours. But most importantly— It's the only fans on steroids. Yeah, because— With a real-life experience. Once a month, we throw parties at the house— 
they're three-day events that are basically organized like a big summer camp for adults. A fucked up summer camp. Yeah, and all your alcohol, food, and booze is included in it. And basically, you're, you've got a whole experience for three days, alcohol, food, and booze, celebrities come over, and it's it's... It, like Mike always says, imagine you subscribe to Playboy, but not only did you get the magazine, Hef said, make sure you swing by the house from time to time, too. Yeah, it's uh, we don't mean to sound like a little commercial here, but that's that's what's paying the bills here. You yeah, know? Uh, we, we've ran out of fucking random people to hustle and shake down on Instagram to pay for the ads and stuff. So we, we uh, it, it is those people. If you're watching this or you're listening to it, it, it is you are watching it and listening to it by the means of the people who. Who pay the bills? What's that PBS line like? Oh, brought, brought to you by, by brought to you by people like you, the Juggalos, yeah. and lonely, overweight dudes, and oh. less than desirable women, and then some hot women, but a lot more less than desirable and ugly dudes too. And I'm ugly. I'm very <laughs> ugly. That's another thing too, man. I would say this: this this brand has. If one thing this brand has done, it has definitely celebrated beautiful people while not taking away from ugly people. Because we, we get beautiful people. There's guys here that are gorgeous that come in models. We have the weirdest talk that me and Mike are always like, we need I, I hotter guys here. I have girls that literally, like, I should have no business even talking to. Yeah. And me and you are probably the only two, like, straight guys that are always like, we need better looking guys over here. I had you a know? threesome with the, the hottest deaf chick and, and, the, and just last night. Yeah. I haven't slept uh, much at all. And, and uh, we spent hours and hours and hours preparing to do this. That's why we haven't done, I haven't done this in six years. Because, like. There's just I wanted to go. Oh, let's do a format on this. Let's do a format on that. We haven't even spoke on one single thing. We have notes on, and we've just gone into like talking and about. And I don't even care. Yeah, but it's important for the first time person to kind of catch up. Yeah, you know, to know basically Guys, money we, does not buy happiness. We're and, not even sure about the title of the show, and we just kind of create. We've been working on this for two days. Most people don't work on a on a, like a podcast or a broadcast for two days. We've been working on everything for two days. We just changed the whole format of the show once we started, and I like it. And I want to say thank you to Stephen Wells, our, our uh, producer engineer, who was definitely pressuring us continuously, like, no, just fucking do it. Because yeah. what y'all don't always get to see is that uh, there is so many off-the-record conversations that happen on business, on the back of a – I mean, how many – you you were in, we were just in Colombia before this whole quarantine started, and you were – having to translate to Colombian prostitutes and negotiate raw dog blowjobs. Yeah, for everyone. There was 18 of us, too. And here we are. We're supposed to go have this fun, crazy vacation, and, and we brought a member with us. He, he won a contest. Yeah. And we we're going to fly him there, and he gets to fuck all these whores and do all this crazy shit, and we paid for everything. Everything. And here, me and you are at 4 in the morning in Colombia, sweating, stressing, working our ass we off. We went to bed every night, me and you, at like 9 a.m. Yeah. Every night. It's us. We were supposed to this year travel everywhere. And that Columbia trip was our first big trip, man. And we had planned out that every month we were going to go somewhere. And I handle all the logistics for, like, the company. And Mike knows I fucking hate when he plans something every month. Because it's like we get back from Columbia. Like I said, I was, I was there for five days. I needed two days off when we got back because I was so exhausted just from working the whole time. And me and Mike, you know. Mike was sponsoring this whole trip. He took care of everybody. He threw the members sponsored the entire trip. Fair enough, but that members' money that could have gone to lights and food and other things that we need went to that Columbia trip. We took ultimate care. bro trip. Twenty year bros. Oh, you don't have a passport? We'll go get one in fucking Miami. Oh, you don't have yeah. a way to get there? Here's my fucking car. That's exactly what happened. Plane ticket. I got it. Let's go. We booked everyone's flights. Mike paid for everyone's plane tickets for our, for our rooms there. Some we Drake s- shit, but on like you know. 
Spirit Airlines. Yeah, which was, I'm going to tell you. Minus the jet. Spirit Airlines. God damn. Like, I don't, I don't Fuck. It's it, a it, fat man's nightmare. It felt like you know, was sexually assaulted the entire flight. Like, do you want to do 20 years in prison or five years of Spirit Airlines? I'm like, fuck, man, where's the prison located? Give me the chair. Yeah, man. I'm fucking out of here. Spirit was rough. Not to mention a month, a month back or a month after we had already been back after the trip a month later. Yeah. I was getting extorted by a Colombian pimp that wanted $10,000. Yeah. And wanted me to shout out his fucking Instagram. That was the best part about the Columbia pimp extortion. You both shot out my Instagram. Yeah, he was like, I want $10,000. Say it in a Spanish accent, goddamn Miguel. Show your ethnicity. I want $10,000. E. One shout out by Mike Musi on my Instagram. Goddamn, I loved you. Yo. I feel like we could talk about the Colombian trip every single time. I podcast. think we should actually have a podcast. Guys, that's what we're going to do. We're going to save the Columbia trip for our next podcast because that whole trip. I mean, we hung out with Pablo Escobar's brother. We went uh, to his house. We went to his house. We had corrupt cops come shake us down every night. That is going to be the next podcast. Take photos with us. Hey, we're going to take some more money from you gringos. They tried to shake us down everywhere we went. And then they also thought we were like wrestlers because we're all these big. And you know what, guys? We're going to save the entire Columbia trip for the next podcast because that one's uh, that that's we're just going to talk about it every story. podcast. Let's be honest. It's my favorite trip we've ever gone on. We've been on tour and everything. Columbia has been my favorite. But I tell you what we are going to do. We are going to take a little break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to go over some uh, things that are going on in pop culture and around the world right now. And me and Mike are going to kind of give our opinions of things that uh, we've been wanting to talk about. So you're listening to the Mike Busey podcast. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBusey.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff. But for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. The Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Busey's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking, and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During Members Weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone the extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. 
I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. To Memberships is you're missing out. I, uh, I started following Mike Busey about, uh, two. about two years ago, the and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here that are like oh, outcasts in society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, Team I got to fuck with Tyson. this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day at fucking the drunken field bed. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, air boating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. That's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right, it's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro, even though we lost all our, all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during Members Weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from LA, been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. 
once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's oh a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole other fucking life. And then you just become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show that it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit at the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mike Busey Show, joined by my wonderful, talented, funny, heterosexual life partner, Miguel Colon Jr. How are you, my friend? Good, man. I'm glad we're doing this, bro. I'm glad we're doing this. Well, you've been doing this continuously. I took a six-year hiatus. I've been doing it, yeah, six years still. And it, but it's, it's still more fun when we do it because it's, it's that Pinocchio shit. You, no you say that to everybody. Boy, I do. I do. <sighs> it feels better when you do it, Michael. <laughs> but we got no strings here, man. You no know, there's strings. no, there's no, there's no station manager or broadcast, uh, broadcast manager coming up to me telling me, "Ooh, you can't talk about that." You know, you I got get in there. Yeah, there's what been, is what is this you're talking about this, uh, this, oh, this situation here? I've been brought, I've been brought into the room so many times when they're like, "Hey, man, funny show," and I'm like, "Thank you," and they're like, "You can't ever say that again." And by the way, have you been rubbing your dick on the cappuccino maker in the break room because it smells like goya? <laughs> <laughs> you know, got a problem. here's the thing people don't know too like there's no like set fcc guidelines so when you're on terrestrial radio uh it's up to your station to decide what you can't say and the program director runs he's like the, the yeah. nazi of the whole entire he's the and, senior pirate and, and, and another thing about it is too like you're limited to music that the radio station chooses to play uh you know you're really you're really held down i mean it's a good it's a fun forum to be on i'm happy that i'm on it but you don't have the freedom on terrestrial radio. A lot of radio. fat, lonely loser dudes have been getting pussy and radio for a long time. Yeah. Hey, bitch, you want these flyleaf tickets? <laughs> well, guess what? You're going to have to suck this dick. What's weird about radio, too, is like if you're on morning radio, uh, you have to like handle your day like it's fucking noon, but it's 630 in the morning, and they're like, hey, man, we got Johnny's Woodhouse bringing in right. some ribs, and then Blowing we're going to... Yeah. rails of coke. Yeah. We're Good morning. To- Welcome to the fucking KBR. It's WKKBY, and we're going to do a tequila tasting. I'm like, it's 615 in the fucking morning, man. And you know, since they cut air, like, God damn it, can we get some more sponsors in here? What the fuck is it? Hey, welcome back. We're with this is Chuck. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. And then you get all the comedians or entertainers in, and you're sitting with them, and it's 6.15 in your morning. You're like, hey, so let me tell you. Ask me again. Uh, why did you get into comedy? And they're like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm just trying to pack the funny bone out. They told me I had to come here and do radio. Well, we're back. We're back. We're back together. We're back together. We're back together. And a lot of shit has happened since we've been gone. Why? And not only since we've been gone, but just recently. I, I don't know if uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is about to come back on a white horse with a big-ass sword to chop everyone's fucking head out. And there's going to be locusts, and the ocean's going to be filled with blood. If Jesus but 2020 Christ, is crazy. If Jesus Christ came back now, 
he would look nothing like what everyone expects. He would look like somebody was on the no-fly list. You know, like, there'd be no way that people would be like, that's Jesus. They'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? And he's like, it's me, Jesus. And they're like, bro, not that not that sweet Italian Jesus with I can't abs. even blame the people at Waco who, like, kind of bought in the, uh, David Koresh. It's like, damn. I know he's not Jesus, but if he was to look like that, that guy looks like fucking Jesus. I'm going to tell you this, man. He rocked out in his band, so I get why they dug him. But Jesus doesn't need corrective lenses. So once David Koresh showed up with glasses, Ooh, I'm like, that ain't fucking Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ has astigmatism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be. Yeah, Jesus is at Lens Crafters. Like, I think it's an R. And uh, they're like, I'm sorry, Jesus. Like, he's God damn it, hey, Zeus. Get the fucking numbers right, or I can't pass you on this fucking <laughs> yeah. DMV test. He's, like, calling his dad up. Hey, Dad, I failed the eye test again. See if you can hook me up, man. See if you can make a call. God, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. 2020. I mean, it sounds like a, a fucking futuristic comic book date. It does, but nothing's really, like... I Everyone thought 2000 or 2012, like, the Mayans thought the world was going to end, yeah. which was the day I also went to... To jail Maybe that's what in a predicted. Santa Claus outfit. But who knew? Like, I didn't even see this coming. 2020 sounds so cool. I had a fucking crate. I had sex with beautiful women. The ball dropped at a fireworks show. 2020 was going to be my fucking year. But nope. Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. 2020 kicked a lot of us in the dick. Shitted all over us. It really did, man. 2020 went from being like, this is going to be. Everybody was like, new year, new me. And now we're like, fuck it, redo. I mean, literally before this uh, virus shit started, uh, we went to New York, Vegas, Miami twice, and the Columbia. And I came back, and I was still going out swinging, going to hang out with a bunch of European Disney college program motherfuckers, having a good old time. I'm pretty sure I might have may not caught the COVID, and I died for four days. But I rose to come back to this. This is 2020. Like it or not, there's nothing we can do. The world has changed every day. It is changing every single fucking day. I I I feel like we're we're no, we're not even impressed anymore. It's like not not much, man. Killer hornets, come on, you could try harder. I, you know, it, it's basically like I feel like we're in like a mid-season episode right now of the of the world because we had such dope build-ups, and now it's like oh, I'm just waiting for sweeps weeks when fucking like. Uh, you know, Everest erupts because we didn't know there was a fucking volcano under it. I mean, I stopped buying. Uh, I stopped. I, I ran out of shit to buy on Amazon. But now I'm seeing uh, there was a website that I'd heard of. Uh, uh, May, Mayfair. Wayfair. Oh, I was, I was way off. I was way off. Uh, and little did I know that there was like, I guess. There's a lot of people that think there's a whole I, crazy Mike, thing going on. I think on. the real shit that's going on right now is there's so many people stuck at home with nothing to do that they're coming up with even more conspiracy theories. Because what they were trying to say was that the site Wayfair was sex trafficking minors uh, in cabinets they were selling. So they were saying that these $12,000 cabinets actually had like kids in them that people were buying to fuck. And they were going off the price that the, that the or the fact that the cabinet cost twelve grand. Nothing that, gets me hornier than shopping online for furniture. Yeah, yeah. Like you imagine, man. Like, like is that where they think the pedophiles are going? Like to Wayfair? They're like on there and they're just looking up. Like, let me get a Susie cabinet. And this I one demand should, an investigation of IKEA. I yeah. think there's some goddamn kids in those cabinets. Just a bunch of Swedish kids all lined up, like it's Ooh. in the small world ride. Welcome to our fucking cabinet factory. Do you think like Wayfair too, man? They're they're. Sitting 
sitting there. They're selling these $12,000 cabinets. People think they're coming with kids in them. So now there's all these pedophiles buying these cabinets, and Wayfire was like, this is great. We sold out of all the Susie editions and so shit. So let's, let's, like, let's just tell our audience, I am definitely a sucker for conspiracies. I'm like All day. I'm like, Miguel, have you heard? Every day. Has a day gone by that we haven't talked about some type of crazy You've been conspiracy? trying to convince me that the IRS isn't a real agency since our audit started. Okay. I'm just tired of them emailing us. We're at the dead end of our – like, it's been a year now. I'm yeah. like, I'm getting so pissed. I'm like, yo, you motherfuckers got to start paying me because y'all are taking time out of my day. I've already told you what the $4,000 the Geico transaction went to. Take a guess. Geico, motherfucker. Like, what else do you want from me? I'm not doing anything illegal. Do what you need to do. You've already came to my house, inspected my shit, but apparently people have been sniffing around this this website, Wayfair, and people, and like I said, we want to be very uh, bipartisan and, and down the line. I'm kind of more of the guy like, oh, I don't know, that sounds legit. And you're, you're a facts guy, and you like to base it on facts. I'm like, there's nobody, this is my opinion on it, there's nobody buying kid pussy and saying, that, you know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to secretly use my, do, use my fucking credit card to buy a cabinet, and then a truck's going to deliver me. Because that Wayfair truck, they don't sort shit out. What happens if you – well, here, basically a bunch of uh, screenshots. I don't know if there was video, but I know there was, there was photos, which we all know can be easy manipulated, manipulated which is the problem with today. Uh, we went from having no information to too much information, and now you can't trust anything. And uh, – this is where we're going to go down some rabbit holes, okay, guys? So basically, uh, people were circulating all these photos. I don't know where it exactly started. I think someone said it started on Reddit or something, which God knows what the fuck that could have yeah. been. I mean, is that the first place you go to when you suspect uh, you're getting little boys in your cabinets? Like, yeah. well, let's go to Reddit. Should we go to the cops with this? Fuck that. There's a subreddit. You, know? you can't go to the cops. They're in on it, too. Yeah. So listen. I believe in aliens, and I believe there's some crazy-ass shit going on in this world. So I'm, you know, I like to gather my data, and I, I don't jump to conclusions right away. But there was a lot of very, very coincidental, very serious uh The, like, coincidental evidence that they had was they were like, oh, Wayfair sells this furniture under these names, and they're the same names of kids that are and missing. the SKU numbers were matching and stuff. Yeah, it's like missing kids. You know, fucking Wayfair has, like, Wayfair has, like, an a, a armoire called the Ashley, and there's a missing girl named Ashley. Fuck it. Put a bow on this case. We just solved it. Well, here's the you deal. No, man. <laughs> Was there actually items for sale? Can we, do we know for a fact that there were items for sale that were like $12,000, and it was the same item for like 100 Yeah, Because that's was, what they were allocating. So there were items for sale that were like 12000 that were basically out-of-stock items. And you could get them. They, they were saying that they only had them for 12000 now. Well, let's, let's be fair. They, when we say they, we don't know where it came from and where it started. Right. I, don't, I haven't researched it enough to... I got a, I got enough, I got a fucking real life to live. Okay, I can't be chasing down every fucking rabbit hole. Bullshit, boy, that's your life. <laughs> All right, not late at night it is. So definitely get sucked into fucking time portal. How many on times do I get like a four o'clock in the morning text message and it's just with no explanation, just a picture of like Skinwalker Ranch and there's no story right, to don't, it. Don't don't get don't get me started. That shit's legit. Okay, uh, and and we'll talk about that another time, but. Um, yeah, so, so people were circulating these screenshots. So here's my thing. I want to know 
was it ever uh, video documented, like screenshotted or whatever, screen recorded yeah. of someone actually on the fucking site? a cabinet? Well, <laughs> I mean, like, what? I'm going back a little bit. Okay, I want to know: Did someone actually see these items for sale, and were these names the actual names of missing children, and were the SKUs matching? Like, I guess you can put in a SKU number, and it's it'll it came up as a photo. I want to the see kid. if there's a picture in Wayfair's website. Of a cabinet with a Hannah Montana book bag on, and uh, you know it's waiting outside a bus stop, maybe. But I mean, if it's a fucking twelve thousand dollar cabinet, and then you're just telling me you're linking, the, you know who probably started this shit? Seriously, man, Amazon probably started this shit. We're gonna like, shit on them. Yeah. Our quarterlies are down. Yeah, they're like Wayfair is selling twelve thousand dollar cabinets. You mean boy pussy? You know, <laughs> like it's the ultimate cock block. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I heard they're selling. Ca-. It's like the go to now, like. Oh, that guy's a rapist. He fucks kids. Yeah. Yeah, you should you should probably unfollow that guy. I'm like, Jim Henson? He's dead. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I don't know about him, man. Putting his hands up those puppet asses. That guy wanted it. I mean, there is... Uh, this is only the tip of the iceberg, so... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna... Do you think... Do you think... Do you think that there is some... Uh, plausi- plausibility to this that Wayfair is doing. Now, now, I'm not asking do you think that there are rich pedophiles out there who have ways of buying children? I think there's probably fucked up ways on the dark web and shit like that shit that I don't even understand. But do you think Wayfair... What Mikhail doesn't know is I follow a whole bunch of this shit on the internet. <laughs> I mean, Wayfair... I watched a video of a guy go to like some tiki bar like in Key West yeah. and they had like undercover footage and the guy was literally like dead ass serious. Like... Hey, so I got these like ten year olds, I got a twelve year old, and these guys it was some Spanish guy and he was like, Yeah, I take this one, da 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 and he was literally fucking Yeah, I mean I I mean abducting I'm not children. That. I saw this shit with Ashton Kutcher, because Ashton Kutcher works for like uh stopping all this sex traffic and stuff like that, man. He's like he's big on it. And he'd play these videos showing that there's like all this uh like sex tourism and we know what happens we just don't i just don't think it fucking happens on wayfair when i see an ad and i'm on facebook and all of a sudden like hey there's a 19 dollar grill or this seven thousand dollar pillow i'm like i read you loud and clear i mean this this is the the shitty part about what kind of child molester buys a child they didn't see either yeah. Truthfully, like what what job was getting, getting that pinata fucking uh you know porn kid thing like I don't know what I'm gonna get. It's like a fucking one of a those grab like, bag. Yeah, like those monthly pack. boxes where he's like, Ooh, this box day, I'm opening up my monthly child molester box that came with rope and keys to a van and a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens and, and Jeremy. I'll tell you one thing, growing up as a fat kid, uh I've spent plenty of time hiding in a cardboard box. Uh actually speaking of cabinets, I was uh playing we, we called it Helen Keller Hang Go Seek, where we turned off all the lights in the house, and you would hide, and you couldn't use any light. We were literally, like, taping towels to windows that had moonlight coming in, and everyone would go hide, and one person would go find, and then you literally had to, like, do this, because the simplest room would be the most difficult to find yeah. somebody, because they could just move around, or they were hiding. One time, a guy literally uh, stood up on a couch... And I was doing this, and he was, like, maturing, maturing, yeah. moving. And I could, like, hear someone breathing, but I couldn't find them. And you were scared to, like, you know, fucking stub yeah. your toe or knee, knee yourself in the shin. But uh, me and a buddy got locked up in a fucking cabinet. And only way – it was one of those armoires, and it was made of, like, driftwood. And it would slide up and down. It was, like, some handcrafted shit. 
There's this so many details to this cabinet you got locked in. <laughs> so me and this guy named Seth, we're big dudes, and we're inside this little cabinet, and our body heat was giving us away. It was radiating. They had no, they couldn't see shit. They're just in this big garage that lived in a garage, and uh, several times, and he was like, I could hear him, and we were we were kind of cheating. We were putting our body weight up to the door so he could he couldn't push it up, and uh, little did I know that he knew we were in there, but and we couldn't get out because we'd lost like feeling in our fucking legs. So I don't think there's a fucking uh, a warehouse with little children, Juan and Pedro or whatever aren't like locked up in a fucking cabinet. I think what happened waiting is- to be shipped off because that's what people think it probably like. There's a kid in a fucking cabinet somewhere getting sent off. This is how it all started. I don't know. In my opinion. Maybe there are. Wayfair was buying some Chinese cabinets. One of the kids that built the cabinet got locked in the fucking cabinet. The cabinet got delivered. And somebody's like, whoa, I got this Chinese kid delivered to me. This is a pedophile ring. And he's like, no, I was just taking a nap. I'm the foreman of the factory. I'm seven. And, uh, you know, I got locked Please inside the cabinet. Please do not take my, my flip-flops yeah. and my fly swatter. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to say I think the Wayfair kid uh, kid buy a kid online thing from Wayfair is out. Maybe it's just a, a a place, a destination to do the transaction. Yeah. And then like you maybe you you call when it doesn't show up and you're like, yo, where the fuck's my cabinet? And he's like, hello, welcome. You have reached not child trafficking website. <laughs> and then you have to run down a pay phone and you got to fucking go. Some guy gets out of a fucking Pontiac. Firebird and throws his bag on the ground and then you fucking who knows? I'm saying that there is a lot of coincidental shit. I just can't prove if I don't see it and I wasn't there and I would like the way you can Photoshop and CG they can CGI goddamn UFOs in the sky and then you would swear to God it was fucking real. And now it's the problem with information now with the media. We all know even the people who are anti like all that. Uh, Anti what? Buying kids from cabinets? No, just oh. like, that, that'll be the quote. Because that's me, motherfucker. <laughs> that, that's what's scary about talking about these next couple things. Because people are going to be like, they're not even if they don't listen to the whole story, they're going to be like, "Well, I heard that Mike Busey said that blah blah blah," and then that'll be the only thing. And that's would how you? The media works. Here's the deal, though. Like, here's the deal: if Wayfair is selling kids in cabinets for pedophiles, there's no fucking way Amazon's not jumping on it. There's no, no way. Wait a Bezos minute. ain't going to let Kids that shit the new slide. That's yeah. the new hot shit. And that's where you're buying them from anyway because you get Prime. And then you could return them back in the box and be like, hey, this one came uh, you know, with a bloody asshole. I don't know what's, what's wrong. I I'm do not want this used child. So, yeah, we don't know. Uh, the fucking who the fuck knows what is going on with that i don't know you're yeah. saying it's completely debunked in your mind you're thinking fucking that's it there's no fucking kids being sold i don't know yeah. I'm, I'm still on the i'm still on the fence on that on the on, on the wayfair uh th- I, I think it's i think it's bs I we don't know think... it's there are kids being trafficked we have to definitely say our man. lawyers would like us to say yes children are fucking are disgustingly sickly being fucking used for Labor like I said, man, I saw, sex. That, I saw that shit with Ashton Kutcher, and there was whole, like, sex vacations in countries like Cambodia and Thailand where people were going to just uh, get children. And, I mean, dude, I, I give that dude props, man, because 
you know, I thought of Ashton Kutcher as just being fucking, you know, dude, where's my car? And, and uh, you know, that 70s show. He's a philanthropist show. that's he's changing a, the world. He's changing the world, and he cares. And I heard him talking, I think he was uh, speaking to Congress about what we can do to end uh, sex traffic. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's about his shit, man. He's about his shit. And there's a lot of celebrities out there that, uh, that, that basically talk the talk but aren't about their shit. Now, there's one. I got one for you, though. I got one celebrity that he's about it in a different way. Like, he's about supporting his daughter. And that is the incredible director, Steven Spielberg. Uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter, his, I, don't, I don't know if it's his youngest daughter or not. Uh, he's got a bunch of adopted kids. And uh, basically, Steven Spielberg's daughter, uh, her name's Michaela, I believe, has decided she wants to do porn. And she has the support of her father and mother for it, which is I've been is waiting cool. 20 years for my parents to support me. Yeah. Like, do you, I mean, when you think about that, when you think about uh, Steven Spielberg, I mean, do you think about him? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you come to your dad? You're, you're, this, is, this is the guy who's done, like, Indiana Jones. Uh, you know, he, he's done, he's done fucking Fievel. You know, he's in all these movies that are like famous, big, wholesome movies. E.T. And, you come and then him, Jones. Yeah, and you come to him, you're like, hey, Dad, I want to do Jaws. porn. And then... Uh, he's like, all right, so the scene starts like this. <laughs> you ride it on a horse in the desert, and this little Asian boy is like, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones! <laughs> and then this fucking giant ball comes down, and then these Nazis get in a plane, you fly up, and there's a snake oh, you and know, shit. Oh, you know he's trying to write Nazis into all of our porn. He's like, okay. You kill a bunch of Nazis, and that turns you on. So the sharks in the world, like what? What do you think that even she's like kicked into him about like, hey, let's maybe re reboot some of your movies, you oh know? Oh my god, what? Steven Spielberg's daughter is doing porn, and she's just gonna do all covers of his of his her father's like E.T. the extra testicle. Oh, you that's know? a good one. I like that. Yeah, E.T. the extra tes- testicle. Yeah, it's like Elliot, touch my balls. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man! We've actually we so we found out there was an ET Triple uh, X movie, and this is yep the I've seen this is old this is old this I've, is super this old. has been texted to me several uh, times before it's in the past. This dude, guys, if you can't see it, if you're listening to us on Spotify or anything, if someone can find this uh, suit, I would definitely pay for it. <laughs> it's a chicken an ET suit. God, I'll gladly pay double. And this dude is pounding her from the back, and the face has no expression. Like, E.T.'s face is just like, uh, whatever it takes to get home, you know? Now, is E.T. supposed to be a female in this? Because I see a dude's dick going near the the genital area of I e. hope that's not the part that makes it weird for you. I that mean, E.T.'s a dude fucking a dude, not the fact that there's just an alien fucking a dude. I'm not ready for this type of life, Miguel. If my E.T. gets fucked by a dude, <laughs> it better be a chick E.T., okay, Miguel? <laughs> I can imagine that's what like pisses off like fucking Alabama. They're like, I don't, I don't care, I don't care if if two man aliens and lady aliens want to fuck, but this man on man alien fucking that's not in the Bible. I won't have it, not in my porno. <laughs> if I'm gonna see extraterrestrial penis, it's gonna be fucking entering the mouth of a woman. I could imagine like him sitting with his daughter to talk about like porns. 
and they're basically like doing like you know shaving Ryan's private or something. Hold on, who did the segue? We went from child trafficking to ET porn. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought Jesus it was Christ. way. I thought it was a way to get to like balance out <laughs> without without going too deep. You know? We can't talk about kid porn without talking about Jeff Epstein. Well, I mean, I yeah, but I, he doesn't. He didn't make any videos. He just fucking or did he? Did Epstein have videos? Did they find videos? Apparently, he was recording everything and. Uh, uh, I well, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, which his, was like, his like female pimp. Yeah, she recently got him. denied her bond from. Uh, so she got a, she got arrested a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and here comes some yeah. conspiracy shit. She, she has. They've been apparently the FBI has been looking for her for a long time, and if you don't follow the whole Jeff Epstein saga, there is a thousand different roads you have to travel before you get to the point where we're at now. Basically, the guy is quote unquote dead. He killed himself. Apparently, I don't believe. Uh, yeah, I don't believe. That's that. one I don't. Okay, that's Miguel's one I don't. Miguel's on board on this one. Epstein to me, Epstein's suicide, man. There's just too much, too much circumstantial evidence that just doesn't seem like if a guy who was this important and being this watched would end up in this scenario. You know, uh, according to the the, the 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 evidence that I've heard, you know, just about. How the cameras weren't mysteriously filming and all the stuff he had in a cell. Like, what guy on Suicide Watch has, like, fucking... Uh, it looked like maybe eight or ten, like, full jumpsuits. Yeah. And and then he had this crazy former cop, like, Italian jack fucking gorilla dude in, in his uh, cell. And he wasn't there. And this was the second time he tried to kill himself. But we never seen any footage of any of it. Um no, it doesn't make to sense. To me, it's just too much on the Epstein one too. And and with uh, you know with uh, with Ghislaine uh, Maxwell now now being incarcerated as well. Shit's about to go down. Shit's about to go down. I yeah. saw I saw a meme online. It was like, yo, can't we just watch this bitch twenty four hours live broadcast like we did the fucking pregnant giraffe? Yeah, I mean, basically, man. Anytime we have an inmate that's on suicide watch, we just need to throw him in the fucking Big Brother house. And basically, welcome you know, to ABC's Conspiracy Home. Yeah, we've put in twelve criminals that are on suicide watch. Yeah, but the whole thing—if uh, if you're watching this, you or listening to it—you've definitely probably uh, gone down a long dark tunnel that everything leads to. Basically, he's allegedly dead, and now she is was like the right hand man behind all this, and. She disappeared, and FBI was looking for her. And then mysteriously, she shows up, I guess, in like a, a Starbucks outside on the patio. That's where they always get you. And uh, people were obviously smart enough to take the fortitude to zoom in. And there was a book that she was reading, and the book was like my, or it was like the, the secret life of a, an operative or some shit. It was like, and that just sent everyone into like a whole fucking whole like fucking shitstorm of more i told you yeah and i don't know like that's the thing like we talked about earlier you can't tell me fa- it's a fact if you saw it on a fucking meme on instagram from yeah the that's where everybody's bringing me their facts for no offense life. from the stripper community no we love, we your love memes. you all but i don't exactly go to look uh for worldwide news or conspiracies from fucking uh fucking Bob yeah. Smith from fucking Kansas. I've never gotten a, a hand job in the back of a boom boom room from a girl telling me like, "You gotta watch out because Syria's doing some shit." You yeah. know, <laughs> like I mean, that's not my source. I mean, I don't know. It, it 
that's the thing is is that where can you get factual news? Like who reports it? There's always like the three sides of the story. This person, that person's and the truth. And, yeah. and we never know what to believe. But uh, apparently she's in custody. She has no bond. And she is claiming that she has uh, video evidence. Like someone like broke into their house, like some jewelry thieves or some shit. I, dude, I'd have to literally spend my entire life focusing on the bullshit's happened in the last couple of months. And I would still not even touch the iceberg. Does she have like a bunch of Wayfair receipts? She, she basically, I, apparently she has uh, evidence or factual information that uh, m- multiple United States uh, politicians having sex with minors. And uh, that's fucking crazy. And then it goes back to the Bill Clinton shit and the Hillary Clinton Here, here's stuff. The, here's the, the thought with me. And this is a question I don't have a direct answer for yet. If she can turn on multiple people who have been, you know, molesting and raping these children, are you willing to cut a deal with her to get them? Because that's a hard question. That's like a war crime question. Like, here's a person that's evil, but also she knows all these hidden evil people that are operating in our world. You would think the government would be like, all right, listen, you give them up, you walk. And she's like, all right. And she tells him, they'd be like, psych, had my fingers crossed, motherfucker. <laughs> fry, bitch, fry. Because, I mean, I, we don't have yeah. to fucking explain this, but we obviously, I can speak on your behalf and everyone in this fucking room. Uh, if a woman was uh, knowingly and purposely seeking out uh, children to have sex with an, an older man, uh, and there was all kinds of crazy, shady shit going on, we obviously feel that's completely and, yeah, fucking anyone horrible. who's who's involved with or facilitating rape i can't fi- like rape is one of those crimes that it's like there's never a justifiable rape to me you know what i'm saying and I, I think that's everybody feels that way but it's like you could tell me that i committed murder and i can explain to you i felt i Listen, had to kill this person i had to kill this motherfucker yeah blah blah blah, blah i get but it but there is no rape or like sexual assault where you're like yeah i i, I had to rub my dick on that girl because you know she was fucking asking for yeah, it, you know? Yeah, no. That's it was the like thing. a fucking uh, fourth party, and she was over here fucking drinking on my white claws. Yeah. And, you know, she's fucking flaunting the pussy, and I had to fucking take it. Yeah, there's none of that shit. So, like, any role you play in facilitating rape, uh, you know, that, that the thing, any role you play in that shit, man, you're, 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 but you're, a you're, lot, you're in. This is where it gets crazy, is yeah. a lot of people are, are thinking that. Maybe Jeff Epstein was like some deep state member, some CIA agent that was being allowed and getting away with things that was above the law and above the the Constitution in America. Because when they were trying to try him down in West Palm Beach, they were hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And it had all, you know, and here's the deal. I'm in the public eye. You know, yeah. Uh, I know there's shady motherfuckers out there, and I know bitches get broke. Next thing you know, I got raped. Da, 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 da. And who knows? I wasn't there. Yeah. But when like you're watching a Netflix documentary and there's like 90 girls coming out and they're giving all kinds of details and she's p- popping out Polaroid photos yeah. with the fucking Prince of England and shit. Plus, plus, it's like uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they're all not lying. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, uh, when it comes to a case like this, or any case when it's, a, like, a rave case, it's like, uh, a guy, you know, a guy like Epstein, 
everybody's kissing his ass. And it's like, why, why is everyone kissing this guy's ass? Like, he's just, you know, he, he, he's been put in the system just like us. We get put in the system. You know, we get, we get put in the system for some bullshit. They're like, oh, we got you for a gun possession. Nobody's fucking taking care of me. I'm getting thrown in. I'm living in a pod. That's going to be my life. Well, a lot of people think that he was allowed to conduct and live this life because uh, the United States government was using it to their advantage by having important dignitaries and important they were it was like like blackmailing them and stuff like hey come come to this island and fuck some kids and we're gonna get on camera and then if you don't fucking do what we need to do uh we're gonna ruin your life you know and who the fuck came up with that plan like that Couldn't guy they have shook him down or yeah. something water flogged whatever, him or something yeah whatever happened to finding a dead hooker in the room and then you revive her an hour later and she's like oof on to the next one you know Couldn't they fucking brought in a Camaro and a shady garage and put some jumper cables in the dude's balls and yeah. said tell us where the rubies are doesn't tell us where the rubies are doesn't money still work <laughs> like just bags and bags of money you know I, I mean god I, I pray that our United States government officials that, that we employ and elected weren't behind something so heinous and see that's where i got it i i i I believe jeff epstein was killed i believe that i don't know why yet but i can't now defend i can't tell you you're wrong michael because i believe this guy was killed and you know i'm not feeling that that vibe yet but there's I so also much know, to it. Yeah, but I there's also know, like you said, there's literally probably multiple podcasts that all they talk about yeah. is Jeff Epstein. I so just, we we're, we're, we we know I, I know a fair share about what what's been talked about and seen, but I'm not like uh, you know I don't I'm an not an authority on it, and everything yeah. I know comes from like memes and, and YouTube videos and, and Netflix. I just feel like with the F, Epstein story and with Ghislaine Maxwell, we're gonna find out a lot more shit that we never wanted to know about. If she can stay alive. On. If she can stay alive, yeah, they can find out she mean, has a peanut allergy and this bullet had a peanut oh, on it. Oh, whoops, she caught the corona. Yeah. We couldn't help <laughs> it. They can be like, we found her. She shot herself six times in the back of the head, and then she chopped herself up and put herself in these bags. And then she disappeared through the pipes. Yeah, it's, it's a suicide, though, because, you know, I've seen it before once when I was a rookie. I, <laughs> I feel like, uh, man, it's just I have to watch my brain and my mind where I go with certain things like this because – this leads into another, and that leads into another. I mean, uh, it's just there's no end to it. You can take go down these fucking holes forever, and then you start questioning the existence of aliens and shit and God do, and the universe. Can I give you? Can I give you a lighter conspiracy theory that's been going on? Please, please do. Okay, so there's a lot of talk right now that Britney Spears. I heard about is this under too. Something called a uh, what is it? Uh, I want to say it's a con- conservator. Conservatorship? Conservatorship? My, my friend uh, Chris fucked Britney Spears. Your friend fucked Britney Spears? That's more yeah. important than anything I have to say. Tell me about yeah, this. Yeah, we can just talk about this the rest Tell of me the about fucking this. show. I, okay, so first let me line up what we're about to talk about, and then we'll go to your friend Chris fucking Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> they say that Britney Spears' manager and father are basically running her career right now, and they're not allowing her to handle her own business or anything Some like that. Some type of, like, Baker acting. Sort of, yeah. It seems like, like they're you're saying you're drunk, she, bitch. Give me your Instagram yeah, password. Yeah, yes, exactly. So they're saying she's not being allowed to make her own decisions. And we'll get back to that after you tell me about your friend Chris, who's <laughs> a god, in my opinion now. 
For having uh, sex with Britney Spears. Did, and when did he have sex with Britney Spears? Give me a year. I think it was like some. It was either before the Feather Featherline shit. It bet before K Fed. That's prime Britney yeah. Spears. That's like if you t- if you had a Kelly. After K Fed, we all had hopes that we actually had a after chance. After K Fed, it was just like I wonder if I if I ran into her at Publix or whatever. It's kind of what guys think about when they see me with hot women. They're like, that fucking piece of shit can do it. So can I. Yeah. So. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, my buddy, he, uh, he was living with one of the NSYNC guys, and uh, he knew all them, and yeah. I'd hung out with a bunch of them before, and all the like the Backstreet Boys, because we're from Orlando, yeah. so all that Everybody in Orlando, if there. you guys are listening to this, you don't know, everybody in Orlando has m- met, hung out with, or drank with Joey Fatone or Chris Kirkpatrick. Joey Fatone, uh, as we, we follow each other on Instagram, and we talk. And yeah. And uh, yeah, well, I, I can't go much further into that. But, you remember uh, when Chris Kirkpatrick used to run but around? But I just want to say he's not coming over to the house my t- to my house to fuck kids. All right, he's a good guy, and I like him. And I heard he has a huge dick because he's fuck- yeah. he may or may not fuck some of my friends, but now he's happily Every married. Every girl I've ever known who fucked Joey Fatone was like, Joey Fatone's got a giant dick. He's got a fucking Coke can Italian fucking car. Yeah, that's why when he opened that hot dog place, I was like, you're just fucking gloating. Now. He's just fucking flaunting in the space. Yeah. You think Joey Fatone's circumcised, though? You think that's an uncircumcised fucking just guinea dick with a fucking a tip on it that looks like it's a fucking cigar? You need to cut it before fucking you... Fucking giant-ass anteater fucking yeah. sock cocoon dick? I hope Joey Fatone's uncircumcised. I hope there's one thing that I got better than him is the fact that I don't have to peel my dick out for you to use it, you know? Some people say uh, whoever was circumcised in me has cut a little too much off because this dick is small. Yeah, like... Uh, Smallassdick.com. But Chris fucked Britney? He did. And he was like in some tabloid, like, Britney's new boy toy. And I don't know uh, how like how long it lasted. It might have lasted for like a, a week or a month. But it was what? one of those times I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because you see some of these guys and you're just like, he's a fucking average ass dude. And you're just like, yeah. a lot of us guys, we put women like her on such a pedestal. And, uh, you know. Uh, and, and I'm a fucking very unattractive guy, as you can probably see if you're a member of MikeMeetsy.com and you're watching this, or you just have five seconds on Google. Uh, I've had a lot of sex with very beautiful women. That, that I sometimes just, I look at them like, why? I just why love me? the fact that, like, let's say 2005, when Britney was still just ruling shit, yeah. she still made the choice, and she was like, no, I fuck who I want to fuck. Well, Not, th- like, who the world tells me to fuck. I think she kind of suffers the same thing as, like, Michael Jackson did. Her childhood was taken from her. She was automatically from, you know, she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Then she was, you know, she, I actually, uh, she performed at my grad night. Thank you very much. That's what's up. And she was just getting started. So, good old 1999 Disney World. I got to see her. I was like, yeah. Britney hot. Spears, I'm going to tell you, man, like, I... I was in high school and Britney Spears came out. I think she was in high school. I think, you know, they're, they're around like our age. And uh, she was game-changingly gorgeous to me. And there was that Britney Christina thing where, like, people were like, you have to choose. And I was like, you don't have to choose. You could you see if you I can make it work Britney. together. I was team Britney all day, though. Yeah. All day. So, man. apparently, she has been going crazy like us. You know, she's yeah. been staying at home and she's been broadcasting live and doing these kind of dances and... It's kind of like what she would do, like during her performances. But they're a little rusty. Yeah, it's like Casper, kind of like quirky, yeah. and uh, you know, fucking people started like kind of like looking a little more into it. And uh, a girl, some random girl, I believe it was a girl, she commented 
on her uh, one of her her posts. Yeah. And said, Brittany, if you need help, wear a, a yellow a yellow shirt. So the next video she posted was what? Her wearing a yellow shirt. Yeah. And in the and and in the caption, of she the post, mentioned something about it too, right? Like I'm wearing my new yellow. I just shirt. Wearing, well, yeah, I'm wearing my yellow shirt. So people are in uproar, thinking that Britney Spears is like uh, secretively being held captive. And I'm gonna be like Britney, manipulated, and if shit is going wrong for you, cash at Miguel Colon. Brittany, I want you to open your mouth once and blink your eyes twice if you want me to jump your security walls and come in and save you on a helicopter. Yeah. So what do you think? You think Brittany? You think Brittany uh, was sending a message, or you think Brittany's having fun with her fans? Because um, Brittany, you know, Brittany went a little while before too. I saw a South Park episode that sums this yeah, up. Yeah, me too. They America likes to build up our 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 fucking pop culture and our celebrities. We like to take them and oh, they're such an innocent child star. Oh, now she's slutty and getting crazy. Yeah. Oh, now she's a superstar. We love her. Man, she went too far with this. Fuck that bitch. Kill her. And now she's you know next thing you know she's shaving her head or. People are dangling babies over balconies and shit. Yeah. And uh, I'm definitely in nowhere in the same galaxy as them. But I personally do know that fame and, and success can fucking uh, definitely have negatives. Yeah. And if you're a person that hasn't had to learn the business of things and you've had other people. I personally have experienced the MC Hammer situations where you're paying your homies and they're you think they're handling it. Next thing you're getting audited. Next thing you know, you're. Fucking wondering where the why the fuck your leaf blowers at a pawn shop and and this guy's doing drugs and this person's pissed off and they want money 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 next thing you know they're trying to extort you and everything all because I feel that my sole mission is to entertain people make them laugh and smile and forget about the harsh realities of life and someone like her is in such a hole even though she hasn't like been doing anything like she did enough in the past that she don't have to do anything. She solidified now. herself forever. Yeah, you know. So she's always and she's got that be, Vegas stage show. I think she's still doing, man. Yeah, so she's always going to be subjected to the harsh realities of people wanting to tear her down. And now every motherfucker with internet connection go fuck you. I hate you. And when you have millions and millions of people that see that, and you have like a large, or let's just say you have ten percent people that fucking follow you just to talk shit. Uh, even the strongest person, it eventually wears you down. And uh, who knows? Like, maybe she is crying out. That was kind of another fucking quinky dink that, you know, you can't just look past all the time. You have to kind of like, mm, I don't know. We know she has a past of, you know, mental instability, which is probably uh, a product of her environment. We don't, I don't think, I, I, Brittany, if you're listening, I fucking love you. And I would love to, I would eat shit from your asshole. And uh, that's, yeah, I mean, she's probably going through it. And right now she's stuck at home like the rest of us and going fucking batshit crazy. And who knows? So maybe she, maybe she's fucking with us or maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know why she would point out that she had the yellow shirt and you see the comment. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's weird, you know. What if you get that DM from Britney Spears where it's just like, hey, this is Britney. Help me get the fuck out of here. Are, are we going? I'm on the way. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm out, guys. I'm going to be fucking, you won't even know. And next thing you know, you'll. Honestly, it's a crazy thing about some celebrities. 
they could be like hanging out with you at a party and, and you wouldn't even fucking know who they were. It's just how they're presented. Yeah. You know, because I've I've had sex with some someone who was very, very, very famous, as famous, if not as more famous as her. A beautiful female. And uh, she's a legend. And I uh, was still like hypnotized by it, you know, and she didn't have like the most banging, amazing body and you see people out there makeup and now that we know that there's filters yeah. and this and that it, it, we put them up in a pedestal i got high with the, the blue man, just, I got high with the blue man group which one it was them yeah the middle one where they feel like i got high <laughs> with them put that in your instagram bio i once got high with the blue man group yeah. the guy in the middle yeah <laughs> i mean i we True can story we can name drop and talk about like crazy things all day and night and maybe that's what y'all want to listen to maybe i don't know but as y'all continue to watch this show, we'll touch on a little bit of everything. And uh, we have to talk about certain things. This, this, the whole world's falling apart. Yeah. It is almost, when, when I heard this this next bit, I literally felt like my mom and dad got divorced all over again. And my dad would just like, bitch, where's my dinner? And just beat the shit out of my mom. And we were heading to a foster home. Because I heard this week that Jada and Will Smith had problems. And that shit hurt. Yo, Jada and Will Smith are royalty, man, and uh, I think uh, I think uh, a lot of us expected that that marriage. You just look at other people's lives and you forget that they're people, so you just assume that their lives are going to be perfect. And especially when you get to that Jada Pinkett Will Smith level, where they're just balling out of control and they're huge producers and actors, uh, you forget that uh, you know they get sick of each other too, and they got they they split up for a little bit, I guess. We didn't know that. And then Jada uh, had a relationship that she keeps referring to as an entanglement with, uh, you know, August Alsina, who Which is... Which I didn't know who the fuck that was, but I, I guess he had, made, he had made a few tracks and I'd heard of them. Yeah, and, and the thing that's weird for me is um, August is the same age as her kids, which whatever, but I think that nobody has... A lot of the media and the people around... I think if it was the opposite way, I think if Will Smith was hooking up with a 20-year-old girl, oh, they would have roasted. He'd have been roasted. Cruci- he'd have been crucified, him. especially because the I, I believe How did August- you destroy our beautiful marriage? Because yeah. us as people, and we just talked about this with the Britney thing and, and, and All Stars, we we feel like they're they we try to contain them like they're ours. And yeah, we made them and like they owe us. Yeah, and we forget that people just have day-to-day lives and they fucking have problems just like the rest of us. Doesn't matter. They're like just a time. couple at the end of the day. I forget that, but they're just a couple. 100%. And I guess she they had took like a little break or something or maybe they're in some type of open relationship. We don't fucking know. We're not goddamn TMZ. Yeah. We're just here to talk about what's going on, you Yeah. Know? And uh we're giving our opinion. You may be like, "What is this? The goddamn teeny teen magazine, teeny bopper fucking TMZ thing?" We want to talk about a little bit of everything. It's sex going trafficking on. and tiger beat. Yeah, and, and I guess there, there was a, a, a... She has a, a show a, called a, The Red Table where she sits down and she'll interview and discuss people. And they had an episode with him. And, and when you look at the scene, when you look at him sitting at the table, uh, I mean, he's got his hands and his... This looks like a dude who knows... Uh, he knows that there might be a chance he's leaving this house and having to go get a fucking apartment somewhere. I, I, when I see his face... I see the face of like, yo, this sucks. I fucking love this bitch. We got kids together and a long time history. But somewhere behind that like sad, disappointed face, I can see 
Yo, does this mean I'm about to go fuck some bitches? I'm looking at him right now. And I, I can tell just in this picture. Uh, Steven, can you queue up? Can you queue up the other image? This image right here, I can look at this and tell that he's like, motherfucker, you did fuck Pac. You know, like he's like, you were fucking Pac, weren't you? The yeah. whole time. There, there's a very well-reported uh, history between Jada and Tupac. Yeah. And uh, they fucking probably may not entangle each other's fucking genitalia in that one, too. Who yeah. knows? But, How I do mean, you want it? It's still How developing. It Who knows? I mean, I'd hope that that they can work it out, or I hope they fucking... Would you be mad if you found out your girl fucked Pac? Because I wouldn't. No, I, I had a girl one time that uh, I had... This is... well. I'd I'm be not, mad if she I'm fucked not a say, background dancer. I'm not going to say no name, but there was a guy that played basketball. He's considered the greatest basketball player of all time. Brown guy. Yeah. Bald head. Yeah. And he may or may not had some offspring that got into an entanglement with uh, a girl I was dating, and I had stumbled into it because we had a little friendship. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, Marcus Jordan, if, if you're listening right now, I just want to say I'm not mad at you because you are the son of the goat, and you're a cool dude, and we're still on great terms. But uh, I was definitely awkward when I um, learned that my, and he was fucking your lady. I don't know if they were fucking. Yeah, Mike, I do. <laughs> but I don't I do. know. I don't know if she was fucking Michael Jordan's son. I think she was just fucking me, and they were buddies that so, were fucking. So I <laughs> did. Was. You really? I'm so sorry. Did you really just pull the? Whole, I don't know. She went on vacation with uh with all those male models, but I think they you know they're all just friends. No, it wasn't quite like that. She was living me the time. And I remember because it was on MySpace, and I, they had, like, the little instant messenger. They had it was basically, yeah. like, Ames back. Like, holy shit, yeah. Ames back. So, fucking, I hear, ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, oh, is my fucking MySpace still signed in? And I went over to the desk, and I see uh, these DMs, and I go, what the fuck? Is this guy, like, we, me and him were friends. You know, he had just came here from Chicago. Yeah. And he was going to UCF. I think him and her were closer. No, I, th I think, like, when he, like, checked me out, seen her, and he, he was, you know, he's fucking Michael Jordan's he's Michael son. Michael Jordan's son, yeah. I remember having a conversation with another very famous friend of mine, because me and him were dating uh, two girls that were best friends with each other, and me and him were best friends, good friends at the time. And uh, we were like, I was like, bro, a part of me, I'm not mad. But if I was Will, I'd be like, God, who the fuck is this August dude? Like, yeah. you gotta go bigger. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to go bigger, man. Like, I mean, that's basically. One Hit Wonders ain't cutting it. I'm like, yo, you, you broke up the fucking band for this shit, yeah. you Yoko-ass bitch. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, they, they claim that Will fucked Margot Robbie from uh, uh, Suicide Squad. That's a big name. You know, that's a big name. But August Alcina, I mean, like. It's like, I, 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 maybe, I know a lot. Of, I'm, my ear is definitely yeah. hip to the streets. And I knew of his music, but did not, I could not. If he was standing next to me. Massaging my feet, I wouldn't know who the fuck it's it like was. It's like finding out your girl fucked somebody in Terror Squad that wasn't Fat Joe. Yeah, You're like, like which, what the which, fuck? which one was it? Yeah. She fucked one of the Wu Gambinos? Not even Wu? You know? Yeah, it, so... My um, girl fucked all of Crucial Conflict. 
You know, was like, hey. what, wasn't there, was it two guys? Was there a third? I yeah. it actually was this merch guy I was blowing, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I feel like Jada blew the merch guy of the rock star. Yeah, this guy ain't shit. I I don't know who the fuck he is, and I stand behind Will Smith hundred fucking percent. I do, and I, and I you know their kids are grown. It's different having a divorce when they're young, but these kids. You know they're already they're grown and rich and established. Shit. Like they're, yeah, the kids I, I've, are... I've met uh, Jaden. Yeah, one, his tour manager is a buddy of mine. He's been here, and uh, he was nice, respectful. I seen him take time and talk to uh, yeah. every groupie there and take photos. He wasn't like bothered or. And then you know I've what sucks is like, like uh, Uncle Phil's dead, so there's no one for Will to go to right now. Man, because you know he needs to call truth. up James Avery right now and just be like, "I need to talk." And be be honest, we all watched Fresh Prince going up. Wasn't Uncle Phil just the fucking dad of dads, First man? First of all, are you trying to tell me that Uncle Phil's not really his dad? Because <laughs> I'm not fucking buying Uncle it. Uncle Phil was like the best father figure on any TV show ever. I'm him going hands Carl down. Carl Winslow and him, yeah, my okay, favorite yeah. black father. Carl Winslow was sappy. Uncle Phil whooped your ass. Carl Winslow carried a gat. I get that. He was police. But... Uncle Phil was a judge, and Uncle Phil would throw down on your ass. Uncle Phil would fuck shit up. He's like and six, we, we seven. We can't talk about famous black fathers. We're not talking about Bill Cosby, but now we can't talk about him no more. Yeah, because he turned out to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, all that damn jello I've been putting in my mouth, he's been shoving his dick and passed out bitches' throats. Well, we were talking about uh, Marcus Jordan, which does segue into another huh. good topic that's coming up, and that's the NBA's coming back, man. The NBA is coming back in all places for it to return right here in our hometown. Of Orlando, Florida. And you hear that, Scallies? Get ready, man, because... Uh, bitches you... are literally, like, outside their hotel. They're, they're at quarantine, like, swiping. I think of it like they hear, like, they hear, like, the call. It's like... And at, Bro, at, it happens. It's real. Yeah. Like, when there's a Super Bowl or... Oh, NBA dude, All-Star, All-Star Weekend, Weekend was here. Strippers all come from all over the country. Atlanta, Miami. They invade the most random fucking places. And they, they like, they are literally trying to... Yeah. I think they go to stores and buy all the condoms because so they just nah he gonna fuck me raw. I'm gonna have his baby. He don't know yet. It's 22 teams coming to Orlando from July till October, and they're locked down like, and they're not supposed to leave. And thanks to the fucking uh, old Mister Chris Paul, yeah, they've got a hotline, right? A snitching hotline. He's he's been reporting players that have been coming and going, which I know is happening because we've had. And I'm not going to say no names or teams, but we've had NBA players we, at this house at parties hanging out and getting drunk as fuck with me. Yeah, we've definitely had some NBA players kicking it over here. And they've told us about how strict the lockdown and everything is, and they're not supposed to be going anywhere. There was all this talk about how the shitty food was at first when they got there. It was like hospital shit. It was like it was like Firefest for these fucking, fucking. fucking athletes, man. Could you imagine making like $50 million a year and they hand you a fucking like uh, – one of those cardboard milk fucking things you had in the cafeteria. He makes 50 mil. Rectangle pizza. You come here to Orlando, and as you're landing on the video on the plane, it's Ja Rule. Like, welcome to the NBA camp. I'm Ja Rule. <laughs> like, what the fuck did I get into? What a time to be alive. It's crazy. But we got Chris Paul snitching, which he's not the only, like, big celebrity snitch that's got some news going on. Well, we, you have to talk about Mr. Mr. 6 9 Mr. 6 9 man. He's getting off house arrest right now, man. L- let's talk about crazy. This guy went from pissing off everyone to making millions of dollars to getting caught up in the street to getting indicted on RICO charges. charges. Yeah. Spent like a year plus in prison. 
he he cooperates, which a lot of people give him a bad like rap on him, basically saying he's a snitch and da da da. I, I say this with guys like him. If you purport yourself to be a gangster and then you snitch, then fuck you. You're just a liar. If you're a regular working class guy and you're caught up in some shit, you're a working class person like us. Snitch, Look, snitch, 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 snitch. Well, the word snitch is a very like street term to where like it's like you're breaking the, the code of honor. Yeah, there's no code of honor because they're going to fucking kill you. Yeah, so apparently, and it's, I mean, it's pretty well reported. This isn't a, a conspiracy or anything. Yeah. That they were fucking kidnapping them, beating the shit yeah. stealing them, t- robbing them of money, this and that, and all this shit. I honestly, and this, I know it's not a very popular opinion, but like, um, shout out to him. He not only fucking rose to fame, went to prison, uh, somehow some fucking way walked out and got out and now he's on house arrest and he's been making music videos with millions and millions of views he works this guy was like selling merch from prison like i can't even get a fucking t-shirt designed here and i got a full-time staff this motherfucker's behind prison running a corporation still and it gets out and i'm like thinking all right we're gonna see a new 690s laying low he's gonna be humble he's gonna apologize He's going to be like, fuck, you know, I fucked up. And Nope, he's right back to his his very, uh, like, arrogant, fucking very, like, wild to, side. Still. To me, Takashi looks like if Stitches had a pet monkey. And he was like, this is my pet monkey. I, I don't think I ever talked about this, but my buddy uh, told me about him a long time ago. And he goes, he had sent me his Instagram. This is before, I don't know, he might have had, like, 40,000 uh, followers. And he goes, yo, I found you a new Stitches. And I was like, what the fuck is this? The guy like, And he had the rainbow hair and he had the 6ix9ine tattooed on him. I don't know if he had all those tattoos. But uh, I was sent his uh, his thing. And I don't know if he, like, if we had communicated or hit me up. Because a lot of people will message me. And then sometimes if I don't write back right away, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this the fucking guy with the long neck or the fucking the midget dude from Minneapolis? Like, I, I can't keep up with all the crazy shit going on on the internet, but uh, this guy's blew the fuck up and has basically got, he's like a cat. He has nine lives and he keeps going and going. And I get his frustration. I know why he wants to pop off and talk shit and, and, and stunt on everybody because you would too if everyone was trying to count you out and shit on you, which is, he kind of like went about it the wrong way, I think. Instead of like just making good music and having fun. He tried to be too gangster and this and that. And then the streets like, no, nah, fuck that. You ain't about that life. But why would you want to protect the lives of people trying to fucking kill you yeah. and rob you? Like, I heard so I don't blame him for doing what he did. I really don't. I heard one time and a guy brought it up to me and he said, uh, he said, man, everybody wants to celebrate the hood. Everybody. And this was a dude who got out of, the, got out of prison was talking to me about something. He said, everybody wants to celebrate the hood, Miguel. He's like, but the hood tried to kill me. He's like, it's been, I spent my whole life in there, and the hood tried to kill me. He's like, so, yeah. He's like, when I got out, he's like, I did stuff for my people, but I didn't go back. You know, like, he didn't want to be back in that place. Yeah, I mean, who would? I mean, yeah. like, if, if he's got a kid. He's got a family. Like, yo, <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, yeah. sorry. There is no honor in the street. What's the street going to do for you? Yeah. You think someone's like, oh, wow, this is Pablo. He never fucking told on anybody. Yeah. And these aren't like, this wasn't like he was like turning on his fucking family. He wasn't betraying his father. Dude, we, we went to. Some jit ass gangster dudes were fucking him up. We were in Medellin, Colombia with Pablo Escobar's brother and he talked to the police. 
Because after a while, even he and, and we went to his house, guys. This dude was one of the richest, most powerful men in all of Colombia. He was on the Forbes magazines being one of the richest people in the world. And his house is the size of Mike's garage. It's a little house in the hills, and it, it, he has nothing left. And that's what sometimes it gets when you, when you, when, when you, you want to keep your mouth shut, you want to do whatever, you want to be a gangster. At the end of the day, man, it don't last. It don't last. I mean, it, 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 everyone wants – I've seen, like, dumb, young fucking – TikTok kids trying to defend, yo, he's a snitch. Like, what? You live in your mom's fucking basement. You're on TikTok. There's not a gangster on TikTok. No, there's not no gangster doing the TikTok dance. And that brings us to another story that's coming up right now, is that TikTok has been banned in India, and it's looking at being banned in the United States and a few other countries. Um, now, you're, 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 the reason they're talking about banning it is because a lot of people think that uh, since it's a Chinese-owned company, that the data mining that it's been doing is going to go to uh, the Chinese government, not to like an individual. My only question with that is that, uh, and I do understand that, th- that thought process, but uh, you know, we know Zuckerberg's been data mining us. We know uh, Russian websites have data mined us. So like, w- is it just because these TikToks are stupid as fuck and we're old? Is that the only thing we hate on them? Oh, I know a lot we... of TikTokers were like kind of trolling him. Uh, when I say him, I mean our President Trump. Yeah. Uh, he uh, probably has a little uh, pony in the race on that. Personally, I hate TikTok. I fucking fucking think it is the. I can't. I can't get it. We're too know? old. We're too I old. I have and, one. And the kids are, are, you are can killing the me game in it. At Mike Busey, uh, I do have one, and I I have a, a video on there that has a fucking over a million fucking views. But I feel like in this business, I do have to be on everything. But can uh, I can live without it? Like honestly, yeah. if the shit got banned, it actually make my life a whole lot fucking easier. It's one fucking less social media I need to fucking deal with. Yeah. But we got some friends and we know people, and there's a whole long list of motherfuckers that if they were to ban this shit, they would probably immediately kill themselves. Yeah, there'd definitely be some suicide watches out there in fucking Las Vegas. Like, I know? see on Instagram and in the bios. Yeah. Deleted at fucking 500,000. And I'm just like, why would you put down your bio? Like, it's like you trying to stunt that you used to be cool. Yeah. I get it. You know, I like, oh, I've been on, I've been 16 different YouTube accounts deleted. Da, da, da. I get it. I know. But... What are they going to do if they ban it? They'd be like, had four million on the TikTok. They banned it. I want to see some dude with, like, TikTok and Vine tatted on both of his hands. And he's like, I'm from the old school, motherfucker, with MySpace right across his chest. And then, like, AOL chat I almost got MySpace tattooed on me. And then I got deleted, like, six times. And then I was like, thank God I didn't get... I was literally going to get myspace.com forward slash Mike Busey tattooed on me. There's like a real OG with a bunch of postcards tattooed on me. These were my pen pals, Holmes. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, uh, besides all the political bullshit and da-da-da, it's just like, fuck, man, I can't do these, like, the dancing. And I've done some dumb, weird shit. I've been in bikinis twerking, dancing to really weird shit. But these people are like are like trying to be cool. Like I'm just fucking trying to entertain people, and I guess they are too. But it's just the name, like uh, TikTok. TikTok, yeah. What the fuck is it? TikTok? We playing goddamn checkers? I can't, I can't get, I can't get behind it. <laughs> you just, you're like, not I literally you. post on there. I literally have, I have a handful of videos on there, and then 
that I do it because like I, I look up to certain people like Gary Vee and he's yeah. always preaching like you gotta get on, you gotta get on. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, all right, Gary Vee, he sent me those goddamn free pair of K Swiss. I gotta fucking listen to the guy. I feel like I feel like TikTok is like CrossFit. Like yeah, everybody talks about it. I don't really know how it works, and I know I'm never gonna do it. But like it's it's more important to talk about it than do it. You know how I made a TikTok? There's this dude named Gage's Gage's life. Yeah. The life of Gage. Sorry, Gage, if you're listening. Uh, he he uh, hit me up. He's like, Yo, I'm a TikToker. I'm like, Oh, instantly, I'm like, Fuck this. I, and then he was, and then I was started looking at stuff. And I was like, All right, he don't seem like a douchebag. He seems like a cool dude, young cool kid. And then. I looked at the shit. He had like millions of fucking views. I think now he has like over six million fucking views or uh, followers, and he literally like helped make me. He made me get the TikTok uh, right there as he was here, and I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. And I tried to get into it. Maybe it's because I have like a real like life and a business. I just can't jump into like because I know it's definitely been known for like a kitty thing for a while, but now it's like. Everyone gets it, and I get it. The first place I heard about it, I was on Wayfair. Oh, man. Fucking. <laughs> it all goes back to those goddamn kids. Man. Well, this is this is our first. This is the first podcast, man. This is the first radio show, the first broadcast. We brought it back, Mike. And uh, I'm just fucking. I can't believe we finally did it. Six years uh, hiatus, and we've, we've came back. Six years, six tours on the road, Colombian pimp extortions. Uh, no money days, the county burning down your house, buying a mansion, hiding out from the law here. Everything that had all happened in those six years to lead us back here. Lake County welcomed me here when yeah. they showed up. They're like, all right, we just well, we heard you moved to town, and we just want to tell you that uh, we ain't going to have no problems. And, then, you know, uh, we heard you're a decent guy. And, and I'm just like, who told him that? Yeah, like, what the, the hell? people who just burnt my house down? Yeah, like, Osceola County was like, get him the fuck out of here. We'll He's give him a devil. reference. Hey, we'll be your reference, bro, if you just get the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of here. The county was literally like calling up other counties. This guy's super cool. He never fucked a donkey. That was our mistake. Well, three and a half years later, we found out uh, Fred Hawkins, the county commissioner, was who also was my next door neighbor, was uh, was involved in some illegal escapades. That we some definitely- type of... Uh, Allegations of him accepting money from Puerto Rico for dumping coal and ash waste and in Osceola County landfill. And actually, we have a buddy of ours that can corroborate all this that we might have to bring in for another podcast to kind of tell oh, the story of that. We have, uh, if you're just discovering uh, myself and Miguel, uh, check us out. Subscribe, follow, like, all that shit. Go follow all of our social media, our Instagram. Go follow our fucking TikTok. Yeah. Whatever. Could you imagine getting like 10 million followers on there and they're like, and eh, it's gone. Yeah, done. Zoop. That's going to piss off some people. But it's also going to be like, thank fucking God. And I'm somewhere in the middle, you know? Like, um, it's, it's there's so much to talk about. So that's why we have to do this show. There's so much to talk about. If it's not with our, our own personal life, it's with the shit that's going on in this world. And uh, I think we're going to be coming back to you guys about every week now, man. We're excited to keep doing this show. Uh, we definitely learned a lot today. We learned at Wayfair you can order kids and shitty cabinets. We learned that Steven Spielberg's daughter is doing porn. It's probably going to have some dope lens flares and aliens. 
Britney Spears might be going crazy or she might not be going crazy, but she still looks great. I love you, Britney. All, uh, you know, if you're, if you're an OG like Will Smith, don't, don't fucking, uh, don't fret. Your girl stepped out with she a little She belongs kid. to the streets, Will. Yeah, man. But you know what? You're going to go out there and get some star ass. Uncle Phil wouldn't let you feel oh, bad about it. Oh, he's a hot, young, Oh, he's going to kill it all, rock man. Rock star chick. He's, you know, he's, he's, first thing he's calling up, man, he's, he's calling up Hillary. Hillary Banks, man, from Fresh Prince. He's like, we never did it. Let's do it now. And she's like, I just got to get my shit covered. I want to see a crossover. I want to see him like fucking Lisa Turtle or something. <laughs> Let's get it right. NBA is coming back, and you'll definitely see some of those players at the Sauces Castle. And Chris Paul is going to Or you might not them. see them. I've already gotten like text messages recently like, hey, yo, uh, can I come through? But listen, no cameras and like, you know, no, no, no pictures. I'm like, yeah, go over the guy. I got you. <laughs> Remember, yeah. snitches get stitches, and they also live long lives and stay out of the fucking prison system. And, of course, TikTok might get banned, but that won't stop us because you can find us at MikeBusey.com. You can find us at Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. From Miguel Colon Jr. and my good friend Mike Busey, we're signing off on the first ever Mike Busey Show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. We love you. Good Thank night. you very much. Tell a friend. Keep the love and the support coming. Stay safe out there. And uh, God bless this whole fucking planet.